Mr. Gozo's Game. When I was a little boy, I had a strange friend that I believed I had made up until about an hour ago. My father and mother were out of the house a lot when I was a child. It never occurred to me that we were poor, but looking back, I realized that we must have been. Mom worked two jobs, serving in a restaurant and driving a bus for the school. Dad worked in a fish market during the day so he could attend night schools in the evening. And both of them would come home really late and flop down for a few hours before they had to go do it again. They were never cruel to us, they just didn't have time for my older brother and me. Mom and Dad got together in high school, and Mom's senior class photo shows the swell of her belly as she carried my brother. They were parents before they were more than children themselves, and with no real skills, they had to take whatever jobs they could get to keep the food on the table. For the first 10 years of my life, there wasn't a lot of happiness. There were no Christmas mornings, there weren't a lot of birthday presents, and I lacked the parental involvement that a lot of my peers seemed to have. This was probably what led me to create Mr. Gozo. My brother was supposed to be watching me after school. I've talked about my brother a little bit, but I, I haven't told you much about him. He was eight years older than me, a senior in high school, who was supposed to be my caretaker while my parents were at work. This usually translated to him in his room with the door closed, or him leaving the house and telling me not to answer the door or go outside. This meant that I spent a lot of time alone as a child. But I much preferred the times he left me alone. My brother was more than a neglectful babysitter. He could be pretty mean, and seemed to delight in tormenting me. If he was gone, then it was just me and Mr. Gozo with the house to ourselves. Mr. Gozo was a friend that I discovered living in my house one day. He was tall, taller than my dad even, and had a strange whispery voice that always used to make me laugh. He wore grown-up clothes, a long coat, and a pair of suit pants with square-toed cowboy boots sticking out from underneath them. His head was round and pale, his eyes always seemed a little too big for his face, and he didn't even have any ears, which I found really funny as a kid. His smile was my favorite thing about him because it reminded me of the Cheshire Cat from Alice in Wonderland. Something about him that always reminded me of that cat was that he would disappear when anyone else was around. One minute we'd be playing with action figures or playing hide and seek, and the next my brother would come home and he would just vanish. I told my parents about Mr. Gozo, but they only smiled and said it was good that I had such an active imagination. My brother just said I was a little freak and to stay out of his way. Mr. Gozo didn't like my brother. He's a brute, and he knows nothing of imagination, he said in that buzzy, cultured sort of voice he had. Gozo and I played a lot, but I remember his favorite game was hide-and-seek. He could never beat me, though. I was an excellent hider, and he would clump around for a while before finally saying that I had won, and I would burst out and wrap my arms around his leg. And despite never winning, he always seemed to want to play. He seemed to like chasing me through the house. And when I think back on those days now, I see how lucky I was to have never learned anything to the contrary. You see, Mr. Goza would always make these bets before we started playing hide-and-seek. 
He'd promise me things. If I can't find you, then I will make you whatever you want to eat. Or, if you win, you can watch whatever you want on TV, no matter what it is. Or something like that. But then he'd always follow it up by saying, But if I win, then you have to come back to my house to play. And I would always agree. I was 10 and very good at hiding. When I say he never found me, I mean he never found me. I would hide under things that were too hard for him to lift, or hide in places he was too tall to climb into. I would camouflage myself with blankets and pillows, and I could remain absolutely still for quite some time. Mr. Gozo would try his hardest, stomping around as his two big eyes roving everywhere. Eventually, he would just give up and tell me that I had won. And he always made good on his promises, too. I had watched Johnny Bravo in Dexter's laboratory in the middle of the night long after Cartoon Network stopped showing cartoons. And I've eaten chocolate ice cream and pizza when we barely had groceries in the house. But much like Mr. Gozo, though, if my brother came home early, he couldn't see the food or the show or my new toy Mr. Gozo had given me. I would turn back to find an empty plate or staticky TV and Mr. Gozo nowhere to be found. Mr. Gozo would play anything I wanted, but he asked to play hide-and-seek at least once a day. If I had said I didn't want to, he never pushed the issue. He also never let losing deter him from playing. It appeared that whatever he wanted to do with me at his house could wait. He was a perfect companion for a lonely child. I never saw his more sinister side until I looked back after the incident. Not until the hide-and-seek, when I lost my brother. It was late, probably after 11 o'clock. Mr. Gozo and I were playing hide-and-seek as we had been for most of the day. I kept stumping him, even after hours of playing. But this looked like the time that he might finally win. I was hiding beneath the couch cushions, compressing myself into a divot under the middle cushion where the springs were sagging. I could see him searching from under a small gap in the cushion, and Mr. Gozo was looking desperately for me. He had lost eight times in a row, and I saw that his patience was starting to deteriorate. He was pushing things aside, rustling the curtains, and pushing the pillows off the couch roughly as he searched for me. As the pillows hit the floor, I must have moved slightly, because he turned those much too expressive eyes back to the couch. They zeroed in on the cushion, and I knew that Gozo was about to win one. He wrapped his long fingers around it, grinning as he prepared to lift it up. And I tried to stifle a laugh as I prepared to be found. Just then, keys rattled in the door, and I saw Mr. Gozo turn his head to look. I looked too, and when I turned back, Mr. Gozo had disappeared. My brother had walked into the living room then. As I climbed out from under the couch, I could smell him before I saw him. He'd come home like this a few times, smelling sour like the chemicals mom kept under the sink. And he sighed in disgust as he looked at the house. I hadn't expected he'd be back so soon, and Mr. Gozo had been a little rough in his searching the last few times. There were pillows and blankets on the ground, the curtains were open, books were scattered around the shelf, and the magazines were on the floor. The living room was messy, and as I climbed from the couch, 
He asked me what the hell I had done. Nothing, I said timidly. Mr. Gozo and I were just playing hide and seek. My brother rolled his eyes. Mr. Gozo, Mr. Gozo, Mr. Gozo. He slurred the name as he said it, stumbling a little as he flopped onto the couch. I'm so sick of hearing about that stupid freak. Clean up this crap before mom and dad get home and yell at me for it. I started picking up, feeling him watch me as I moved around. He was acting weird, and weirder than usual. And he was making me uncomfortable as he sat staring on the couch. I cleaned up the books, the magazines, put the blankets back on the quilt rack, and closed the curtains. As I went to put the pillows on the couch, I looked into his eyes and saw something I hadn't seen before. It wasn't love. I knew what that looked like. But it was different from anything else I'd ever seen. I didn't like it. And when he caught my wrist and pulled me towards him, I squirmed and tried to get away. Let go! You're hurting me! I said, trying to keep the whine out of my voice. If I whined, it would only egg him on. Don't be such a... He burped and I could smell the pungent brew. Such a party pooper. Come on, sit with your big brother. I struggled pulling against him as he tried to pull me onto his lap. He was acting weird and my brain screamed at me that I did not want him to get his hands on me. I looked around looking for Mr. Gozo for help and I saw him peeking around the hallway. His expressive face told me that he wanted to help but he didn't know how. There seemed to be a sort of duality about him, a want to help his friend but a knowledge that such a thing would be unwise. My brother swore at me yanking my arm and telling me to stop being such a little pussy. He then yanked me hard and almost pulled me off my feet. Suddenly, though, I knew how to get him to stop. There was a way that Gozo could help. Look, I, I can't play with you right now, okay? I'm playing with Mr. Gozo and he'll get mad if we don't finish our game. I saw him sneer, but I could see something else there, too. My brother pretended he wasn't a little weirded out by Mr. Gozo but I could tell that the idea of an invisible friend kind of freaked him out. He had seen the pictures I drew of him, and I couldn't help but notice the shudder they had elicited in him. When he was wobbly like he was tonight, he was especially nervous about Mr. Gozo, and I decided to take advantage of that to get away. His grip tightened, though, and he told me, You played with him long enough. Why don't you come play with me in my room? I've got some new games to show you. I shook my head, Mr. Gozo is going to be mad. I have to finish my game. I turned back to look at the hallway and saw him shaking his head, begging me not to go on. But I pressed my luck. But, uh, if you played with us and finished the game, then, then I'd be done. And we could play, I guess. I tried to stay calm, but his touch was making me nervous. His sweaty hands making my skin crawl. My brother looked thoughtful for a moment and let my arm slip out of his hand. Alright, one more game with Mr. Gozo. But then it's our turn to play, right? His smile made me want to run out into the night and never come back. R right. You hide, and I'll hide while Mr. Gozo counts. Okay, go hide so he doesn't find you. 
My brother got up, wobbling a bit, and went down the hall to hide. I turned to go hide too. That's when I heard Mr. Gozo's voice. Please don't do this. saw Mr. Gozo towering over me, his eyes looking sorrowful, and his mouth held in a frown. Count to 100, Mr. Gozo. If you find me first, I'll go with you. But if you find him first, he has to go with you. We looked at each other for a count of 10 before he put his hands over his eyes, and I went off to hide. I went into the kitchen, having a perfect place in mind, as I heard Gozo's count reach 15. I opened the cabinet beneath the sink and squeezed in, not sure I would still fit. I had found the spot once, seeing the smaller space behind it once you were under the sink, and marked it for a future use. I knew it would be too small for Mr. Gozo or my brother to squeeze into, and they would have a hard time seeing me in the little space between the drawers and wall. I squeezed in there. Pulling the drawers back as I inadvertently nudged them and pressed myself as flat as I could against the wall. Even if my brother got bored and came to find me, he'd never find me here. I breathed very shallowly and stifled my gasps as I heard Gozo's count reach 100. Then the game began. It started out normally. Gozo seeking and me hiding. He checked beneath things. He checked under things. But the gravity of the game began to shift very quickly. Gone was the playful talk as he tried to find me. Gone was the careful way he looked. Now he was shoving things over and pushing them around. It sounded like he was tearing the house apart. He moved into the kitchen. Glasses breaking and things on the counter were being pushed into the floor. This wasn't like him. Why was he acting like this? I shivered in my hiding place, waiting to be found or for him to move on. I heard the table flip over, the face of the microwave shatter as it hit the ground, and the floor groan as the refrigerator was pushed over, its guts spilling everywhere. Mr. Gozo called my name, his normally happy voice cracking with sorrow and anger. I wanted to go to him, I wanted to wrap my arms around him and comfort my friend, I didn't dare leave the cup. stay hidden all night if I needed to. Part of me now feared Gozo as much as I feared my brother. Come out! He bellowed. Come out! It's not too late. You can still... What the hell is going on here? I heard my brother yelling. I could almost picture him in the doorway of the kitchen eased out of the cubby and moved a shaky hand towards the door to the cabinet. I heard Mr. Gozo's heavy boots as they stepped towards him. My brother asking who he was and what the hell he was doing in our house. He was slurring and shouting. Mr. Gozo was silent as the grave as he walked towards him. I pushed the corner of the cabinet open just a little bit, looking out the crack and seeing two long legs as they walked towards my suddenly scared brother. I was looking between his ankles as he walked. He had been so close to my hiding spot that he might have heard the silverware shivering in the drawers if I had started shaking any harder. 
My name is Mr. Gurzo, and I believe you have been found. My brother screamed as Mr. Gozo blocked him from sight, and I pulled myself back into the cubby and sat shuddering as he went right on, yelling in terror. I stayed there until my parents came home an hour later and called the police. They had a lot of questions, the police and my parents. I told them that I'd been playing with Mr. Gozo when my brother came home. He was acting weird, so I said he should play hide-and-seek with us so I could hide from him. He was trying to get me to do things that made me feel weird, so I hid. And then Mr. Gozo had wrecked the house looking for me. When my brother came to see what all the noise was about, Mr. Gozo had taken him away. And I had hidden in my spot while he screamed. The police officer clearly didn't understand what I was talking about with all this Mr. Gozo stuff. But they just shook their heads when he asked my parents if they had a son. No, um, she's always been an only child. I could have sworn we called a sitter for her since we would be home late. D didn't you hire a sitter? Dad asked my mom. Mom just shook her head. I thought you did. They both, however, had this dreamy look on their face. Confusion mixed with embarrassment. Like when you walk into a room and forget what you came in there for. It probably seemed weird to you that I keep calling my brother by his title and not his name. It's because as I saw my parents looking so confused, I realized I didn't know his name either. I remember that I had a brother, in that vague way you remember something when you were little, and maybe you had a pet, but you, not precisely what happened to it. I couldn't remember his name. He was gone from all our family photos. His name was gone from any journal entry or class assignments I wrote it on. And no one remembers him at all. It was as though he never existed. And even now I can't remember what he looked like or what his voice sounded like. I only remember that he existed and now he's gone. I often wonder if that's what would have happened to me if Mr. Gozo had caught me. The police had a lot of questions after that, and it was finally agreed upon that I'd been the victim of a break-in and hidden from the intruders. They hadn't found me, so they had left after a while, and I was extremely lucky. The police agreed to check the house, but found nothing. My parents said they would check their valuables, but never reported anything missing. Mr. Gozo had only taken one thing, and they couldn't remember that it had existed. They sent me to bed telling me to get some sleep while they cleaned up the mess. And that's when I saw Mr. Gozo for the last time. I was lying in bed that night, listening to my parents talk about how they needed to be more careful about leaving someone here with me, when suddenly I felt his eyes on me. I rolled over to see his sad face, his eyes heavy with sorrow, and his too big mouth turned down in a frown. I also saw the speckles of blood on his normally clean coat, and the small hesitant smile lying just below the surface as he gauged my reaction to him. 
Go away, Mr. Gozo, I said quietly. I don't, don't want to play with you anymore. I made him go away. I made him stop hurting you. I showed you what I was so that you could be safe. And you want me gone? He whispered. I rolled over looking at him and yelling, Go away, Gozo! Say it again, then. Say it thrice. And I'll never darken your door again. Go away, Mr. Gozo. I almost whispered, hearing my parents talking downstairs. He evaporated like a fine mist, and I never saw him again. I'm grown up now, married with a kid of my own. And I hadn't thought about Mr. Gozo until a few hours ago. I was putting away laundry when I found my four-year-old hiding in the towel closet. Emily apparently got her mother's hiding jeans, I suppose, because a blind man could have found her hiding under that pile of towels. She squealed as I found her, but then looked grumpy and told me to close the door before he found her. Who? I asked, smiling at her as I lifted her into my arms. Mr. Gozo, Emily said, and my blood ran cold. She took me to her room when I asked who that was and showed me pictures. He wears the same long coat and straight black pants, and she even drew the square-toed boots that stick out from underneath them. She captured his face in a way that I never could as a child. His pale, oval face, his almost cartoonishly large eyes, his smiling mouth of pointy teeth, and his distinct lack of ears. His head is still shaved, but she's drawn him in a large top hat, an eye floating in its middle. The eye is blue. My brother's eye is blue? She's in my room with me now whining because she can't finish her game with Mr. Gozo. Sometimes I feel like I can see him out of the corner of my eye as I write this. I smile wide and predatory. I don't know what to do. I can see Emily talking to him in the mirror. His two large forms sitting on the bed as he listens to her. Every now and again, though, I see those big eyes as they glance over at me, knowing me and seeing me for who I am. I want to take my daughter and run, but I don't know how he'll react to such a move. Perhaps I can offer him one last game. Perhaps I can finally give him what he always wanted. Perhaps I can save my daughter as my brother inadvertently saved me all those years ago. I have to try, don't I? So, Jason, what movie are we covering this week? <laughs> All right, so the movie that we're doing this week will be Halloween, the 1978 version, the first one that came out. The original. Yes, directed by John Carpenter Hemmerschel. Just as a little disclaimer, Ooh, okay. um, I know that we were doing the little thing where we were taking our childhood 
movies that scarred us as kids, seeing if we were just as scary. Mine was up next. We decided to take a little break from that really quick because of the new Halloween movie that's coming out. Obviously, by the time you hear this, the movie will be like have been out for a little bit. But we're trying to burn through uh, the original, the 2018, and then the new one because that's the actual timeline that's coming out now. So uh, just throwing that out there for you guys. <clears throat> All right. Um, <clears throat> so this one, when it comes to the budget and the box office, <clears throat> it it's really it's a huge freaking difference. Oh, yeah? Like, they made fucking bank off this movie. Really? Yeah. And, like, I mean, the budget bang. had to be super low, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't doubt it. It was low. They used, like, like <laughs> no effects whatsoever. <laughs> and, like, we were talking... I mean, um, didn't you... Which one of you said that during the movie, um, they probably used, like, the, the, the same guy who barely knew how to play piano? Well, it's the director. Oh, yeah, it's the director us. that yeah. did the music. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. It was John Carpenter. Oh. He definitely he had, right. like, two lessons on piano and was like, <laughs> yeah. all right, I'm doing this soundtrack myself. It's, it's literally just, like, the same three different sets of music that play over and over in the song. The, in the entire movie, movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, excuse me. So the budget was between 300000 to 325000 What? So it's tiny. For a whole-ass motion picture? For a whole-ass. All right, and then guess. <laughs> Didn't even finish that. <laughs> guess what the budget? I mean, not the budget. <laughs> Wait, well, well, let me think. Maybe now that you know the budget, I think maybe I can guess made. <laughs> guess how much they made in the box office? It's gonna be in the millions, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh um, no. I'm guessing forty-seven million. Oh my god. Okay. Is it high? You, oh god. Now what I want to guessing. Uh, I know I know it was a huge hit because it's what kicked off the slasher genre. Um, okay, give me is it higher or lower than his Wait, guess? <laughs> you can't, you can't I can't tell you that. Um, honestly, I, I'm gonna go barely over yours. I'm gonna say fifty million. I'm gonna guess. You're gonna what? guess. <laughs> this man has seen the answer key. I know. <laughs> I don't have the answer in front of me. What? It's like it's been some between sixty and seventy million dollars. Jesus, man! Wow, That's a lot of fucking money. Wow. So they made a freaking killing off this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder they immediately shot out a sequel. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. What was it, like, I'm pretty three sure years later. Uh, 1981, I think. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. So, I mean, they've had a lot of like decent like actors in here. Ever the Lori Strode, Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. She. Yep. She played. She was Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> I totally knew that. <laughs> I totally, totally, my two totally for the totally clip. And uh, Mr. Loomis, uh, Michael's doctor. Listen here, motherfucker. Listen, I'm sorry. I know a lot about some of these movies. Okay? I know. I know you do. You know, like, a lot more about, like, the producers. I know. And the actors than I do. Yeah. yeah well, like, a lot more. Not to brag or anything. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I am really confused, and I'd like to figure out why there was three different people who played Michael Myers. I know, obviously, the kid, right? Yeah. And then what? So obviously they had to do one guy with Michael Myers because it actually shows his face. Maybe one girl. was a stunt person? I would think so, yeah. I don't like know. That's the only thing that I can think of. But what did Michael Myers do in the movie that needed a stunt person? He fell off a balcony. 
remember he got like shot a bunch of times in the foul at the balcony. But they but could like, have had one person that was playing him with the mask on, and then a the one scene the... whenever he took <clears throat> the mask off. Yeah, I, I was thinking it could be something like that too, because I feel like I've heard something about that where it was actually a different actor in that scene that yeah. took the mask off than it was in the rest of the movie, but I don't remember. Right. Yeah. So it's Nick Castle as one of the Michael Myers. Yeah. And then there is Tony Morin. And then um, Will Sandon. All three of those people played Michael Myers. Will Sandon is the little boy. I know that much. Right. Okay. Um, I can't really tell because these people are, are <clears throat> they're old men right now. Yeah. I kind of feel like Nick Castle was the one where he shows his face because that's the one who looks the closest to it. Okay. I was thinking that honestly too. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even like, uh, let me go back. Oh no, I can't go back. I can't go back. Oh, okay, I can see you now. All right, have so to like, go back. <laughs> go back in time to when before it did it. What? I don't know what. <laughs> when before it did it. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um. So yeah, it got really good scores. Ninety-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh yeah. Seven point seven out of ten on IMDb. <clears throat> IN, IMDb. Yep. Um. And then four point eight out of five from Shutter. Nice. So like really, really good scores. Like everyone likes this movie. I think it's mainly because it's a classic. And it is it's what, like as cult classic as you can get. Yeah, and I think Pretty because much. it's what kicked off the slasher genre, even though there were slasher films before it, this is like what made it mainstream. Right. So I think that's one of the main reasons is because it's like it's held on a pedestal. Because <clears throat> obviously you watch it now and it hasn't really aged very well. There are certain right. things in it that are still pretty decent, in my opinion. But certain things, like, I'm glad that sound design got a lot better because listening to these girls that are, like, sitting here, like, making these noises while they're dying. Oh, I know. Only two of them, well, only two people in the entire movie make noise while they die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like, like, um, oh, God, what was her name? Um, <clears throat> not Lindsay. That's the little girl. Annie. Lori? Annie. 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 Like, when she dies? Whenever they're in the car. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like when he's choking her and um, um, the other girl. <laughs> yeah, the other girl. Hang on. Like, that has the phone cord wrapped around her. Yeah. Neck. Hang is on. It Linda. Yes. Her name was Linda. Yes. Oh damn, that was <clears throat> weird. Um, but yeah, like both of their. I think Linda's was probably the worst, but both of their sounds mm -hmm. when they're getting choked, like, like you don't hear that. You don't hear that sound when people get choked nowadays. Yeah, it's in, changed in, in over time. So it's like, I wonder which one is more accurate. I kind of feel like the older film would probably be more accurate on like how it sounds. I don't know. I don't think well, so because the one girl was like well, basically moaning while yeah, he's choking her. Okay, well, yeah, that started off weird, yes. But like, and then it was like actually like gurgling sounds and stuff. Yeah. So it was. I don't know. It's just, I wasn't, I guess because the ADR wasn't very well done on it, in my opinion, because it was like. The rest of the movie had its own sound when people are talking, but then whenever it got to their making sounds, it sounded like something was re-recorded over it. Yes, it did. Like, you could tell it <laughs> yeah. was. So, I think that's one thing that kind of brought me out for a second. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, well, when the, uh, at the very beginning, when he basically hijacks the car, whatever was going on there while he was, like, <laughs> choking her and pulling her hair and everything, she, yeah. she was completely silent the yeah. whole time. She was just like... <gasps> What? She would start whimpering every now and then, but uh -huh. 
Never wants to she like freak the hell out yeah. like she'd normally. Nobody do. does like, except for uh, Lori does for yeah. a little like barely any time. Well, when she's out on the street like running to the houses and stuff, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Somebody help me!" You know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I mean, and the kids, the kids freak out when they run yes. out of the house. So yeah, I feel like the kid was the best actor in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Even, but like Jamie Lee Curtis did all right, but yeah, eh. but like they didn't they didn't start screaming until they, they were got out of the house. Of, yeah, yeah. Well, don't okay. they? I think they scream for a second, like after she's like, "I killed him," and then they see him behind her. Right. I think they scream for a second. Yeah, there. they scream there. So, um, which would be realistic, I guess. <clears throat> so, let's go for. Mm. What is your opinion? Who am I gonna pick first? You gonna any mini Miami one? No, we're going to go with Brandon first this time. I don't don't know who we went first last time. What is your opinion on this movie? Okay, well, just overall or like piece by piece? Just Okay, I'll give you overall. Lay it on me. Okay, well. Lay it on me. Lay it on me thick. (laughs) Robin thick. (laughs) Anyways, so yeah, overall, I liked the movie. Do I think it was a great movie? No. Do I think the acting was amazing? No. Is it a classic? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> no, it's definitely a classic. It's fun to watch, but there's... I want to look up how many lines are said in that movie, and I guarantee you it's less than 200. <laughs> I mean, maybe. There is not a whole lot of talking. There's barely any talking that whole movie. And then there's... It's mostly Michael going... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Also, he has the he has the hands of a baby doll in the beginning. Yeah, and it's the like first person perspective is like six foot five. Yeah, and then anytime he stabs anybody in the movie, I can't make the sound effect, but it sounds like someone yeah is like stabbing a chip bag. <laughs> he hardly touches them with it, and he literally. Pins a guy, he lifts him up with one hand up towards the yeah. ceiling and then stabs through his body into the door to hold him against that like closet yeah. door. And it's barely like he barely he does. He barely it. touches him. Yeah, but he's just like stab. Lori stabbed him harder than he stabbed anybody in this movie. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> also, they're, they make him out to be completely immortal, but he's just a normal person who is crazy. Yep. And mm-hmm. so. He gets shot like six times. Yep. Falls from the second story outside. There's no blood. Yeah. At all. And then he hardly at all in this movie. Lives the whole movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this yeah, literally in the whole movie, the only blood I think I actually saw was when he staged um, Annie's body in the bed. There's that, and then whenever the guy that he killed to get the uh, mechanic suit off of yes, there's blood <clears> there. His yep. body laying on the ground. There's it also has a tiny little bit of blood. Yeah. There's also blood on um, uh, Lori's arm. Yeah, when he but, when he cuts her. But right. like he stabs her, and then like when you when they show her arm where he stabbed her, mm-hmm. there's this tiny little hole right there <laughs> and a tiny bit of blood coming out. Yeah, yeah what's kind of weird is when he when he does stab her, it slices the entire sleeve from the top to the bottom. But then they show her again and it's a hole. Like, yeah, it's a, it's tiny, a tiny little hole. Yeah. <laughs> well, what? what can you say? That's what a three hundred thousand dollar budget does for <laughs> that's you. That's you know? true. Well, that movie, uh, it was—I don't know—it was a slow burn for the first yeah. little bit. Oh yeah, and then there were a lot of scenes of him following 
Jamie Lee Curtis around. Yep. Um, so he's following Lori and Annie around. He even follows the little boy, and I can't think of the little boy's name. Tommy, right? I, I yeah. thought it was Tommy. Okay. Yeah, so he follows Tommy around a little bit. I think that's right. Um, I think I'll so. I'll have Jason confirm. Yeah, Jason, if you don't mind looking that up. But it's weird because they, this movie doesn't do a very good job of connecting them. Yeah. I know that they go to the Myers house one time. At, uh, at the beginning of the movie, yeah. um, Lori does. And then after that, there's really no reason for him to be following them around if you're just going off of this movie. Yeah. Not any you know, like outside off knowledge. Of the entire lore of the, of the right. franchise because it's actually turning out where <clears throat> Lori's technically one of Michael's like half-sisters. Right. And that's why he continues to follow her is because that's like the only family he has left, but apparently he wants to kill her for some weird reason. Yeah, which is really weird. But yeah. hey, let's not get into future <clears throat> stuff, you know? Well, that, no? but the thing is, they completely got rid of that idea with oh, the yeah. new ones that are coming out. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's yeah, even... Th- this is like further into... <clears throat> the original what, oh, franchise. Yeah, originally was... Um, well, and in, like in, the entire... uh, in Rob Zombie's remakes, they carry on with the him, with her being a, uh, his sister. Yeah. So What's really funny <clears throat> is that like... There's no connection, like, from this right here. Yeah. Like, from what I can tell, because I don't remember... I don't think I've seen the newest um, the Halloween movies. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't seen any of the newest ones. So, it's like, from all I, from what I can tell from watching this movie, there's no connection between them. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. If you just watched this movie and you hadn't seen any of the other ones, you'd be like, wait, why is he choosing these people? Yeah. And also, why did he steal um, <clears throat> Judith's tombstone and put it on uh Lori's bed or put it on the bed with Lori I mean no with uh with Annie or with Annie yeah why did I say Lori that would be that that is weird though it definitely weird see if it were just a situation where if we didn't have the scenes of him stalking them and it were just like kind of a home invasion thing where he's gone and killed them in this house and chased her to this house whatever you know that's just a right like he just chose some random people right yeah so yeah, it's weird that he stalks them. Like, I mean, maybe it's just because it could be a situation where he saw her come up to the door of, yeah. the, of the house and right. he saw the little boy. And, he and was now like, it's mm. like the only, right, that's all he needed to, yeah. like, stalk them. It could be. And then he was, like, instantly like, these are the two that I'm going to kill. And then other people got in the way and he's like, well, I guess I'm going to kill the shit out of you guys, too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, he had... Again, he <clears throat> broke into the hardware store, stole the Halloween mask. Which, for some reason, the hardware store has Halloween masks. Right, but then he also stole rope and <laughs> We never knives. saw him use rope. No, he never used the well, rope. technically we did. Oh, well, That's maybe when what, he tied up Bob. Uh, Bob, he uh, was hanging. Maybe he did tie him up with yeah, that. That's, I guess. That's possible. Okay. Um, so, was there anything else? Well, what's good is that they didn't have any bad CGI... Be- I mean, because true. they didn't use any, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no CGI, yeah. But I think it worked. I think it worked because they yeah. were like trying to make a very, well, I mean, I would say they're trying to make a very realistic. This yeah. could happen, but no one's really getting shot six yeah. to eight times and falling out of a two-story window. The only thing that could be used as an argument there is that basically, yes, he's seen as a normal person. In the original franchise, it ends up coming out like maybe he's like a superhuman or something, right? Like that because exactly. With Doctor Loomis saying. It's the devil's eyes. He has pure evil inside of him. Right. Like, it could be something within him. He really him is that the boogeyman, it, yeah, is what he said like, at the end. So, mm. I, that could be used as an argument for that. 
but <laughs> right but the first for the most part of the movie they're trying to make all it seem like he's like this normal person and is just evil all the cops are and all the other doctors are like he's just a person and dr right. loomis the entire time is like no he's not oh yeah he's like he's not a man yeah he does say that so fuck it. That i'll use on. that as the argument <laughs> yeah That'd that's be my like the scapegoat yeah. argument yeah um <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything else that really bugged me and then get on to some some good stuff uh i didn't like i don't know even the death scenes were very slow very yeah. slow like yeah. when she goes out to start the laundry and he the door kind of closes a little bit and then he opens yeah. it and he's standing there and then he's no longer standing there and then four minutes go by in like real time watching yeah. the movie Finally, you see him again at the window, but then he's he's not there anymore. And Lindsay comes out and helps her um, get out from the window. Then she goes inside. Finally, yeah, yeah. yeah. They definitely padded the runtime. Yes, they did. Absolutely, quite a bit. But for an hour and a half movie, yeah. Nowadays, it's, it's, you expect there to be all hour and a half yeah. of an hour and a half movie to be filled with stuff. Yep. Yeah. But it's like it's like they. They like made Michael into a cat that plays with its victims before it kills them. Yeah, because yes. like, because like he, he would shut the door, and then she'd, I'm like, what the fuck? What's going on? And then it would open, mm-hmm. and then it shut again. <laughs> but this time it locked, and then she was locked in. And like you said, while we were watching the movie, it locked from the outside, which is yeah. so freaking weird. Yeah, that was dumb. Even though she opens it later on, and you see the lock on the inside of the door. <laughs> but that was yeah. the only time, though, because there yeah. was another lock in the house going outside that yeah. she's trying to run and get to to get outside. And she's like, oh, no, this door yeah. is locked. But I'm inside the house trying to go outside. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Talking to, to your point of him being a cat playing with the victims, we did already see, though, as a kid, that he liked to watch things happen. So it kind of makes sense for him to, like, sit right. out and kind of when prowl. He, was, and, he walked outside and was staring through the window yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. And then take his time, because he takes his time getting to his sister to kill her at the beginning. Yes, he did. So maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> That's true. That could be. I also, um, we've already talked about how no one screams at all. <laughs> yeah like through the whole movie that that bothered me the most yeah. i don't know why nobody screamed <laughs> there were i mean virtually no screams the kids screamed and it was like and oh great that was like bloody mary screaming that was good and then yeah well Lori screams whenever she's running to the houses yeah. but the whole time that everything's going on she's just like <gasps> <gasps> right yeah when she's in the fucking closet and that's all she's doing is yes <gasps> and then it's so anticlimactic when um Oh, okay. Getting off on a tangent here. Okay. She runs to the house. Finally, she gets the little boy to open the front door. She gets yeah. inside. She closes it. And then she sits down on the couch <laughs> for no reason. Well, I mean, she sits down on the couch kind of scared and stuff. And then he's behind the couch. Which yeah. Already not, in the house somehow. Already in the house. Yeah. And there yep. is an open tiny window, like a, yeah. a super thin strip of window that's open that I guess that's what they were trying to say he went through there. But he had already gone around the house, cut the phone line, yeah. and then got inside the house behind the couch. Yep. He reaches over to stab her, stabs the couch, <laughs> yeah. and then she mm-hmm. just reaches up with the sewing needle, stabs him in the neck. Not even that hard, but no. definitely harder than he stabbed anyone else in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And then she's just like, okay, 
That's it. He's dead. Well, I can just sit and relax on the couch now. Well, you know. she takes his knife and then she just tosses she just drops him on the, on the floor. floor. Yeah. Yep. Like, no! <laughs> like, this is for him when he wakes up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, he might need this later. <laughs> he just killed all three of those people in that other house, but yeah. I took him down with this sewing needle. And, well, yeah, uh, and at that point, she'd already seen all the three bodies. So right. she's like, oh, I should know what this guy's capable of. Yep. So I should probably finish the job. Yeah, I also did not like that scene. Whenever she found all the bodies, yeah, 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 I wasn't. I kind of they they should have been in different rooms. I don't know why, but <clears> I just kind of feel like they should be in different rooms. And it was almost as if it was like back to back. Like, yeah. oh, oh no, I opened this, and now he's swinging. And no. like, did he set up some mechanism that when the door opens, he just starts swinging? The thing is, though, I think and, that that's actually a good jump scare. If yeah. like, if you don't like, especially for back then. Because it's in complete darkness, and then out of nowhere, this body comes flinging out, and the music happens. Yeah. So, it was like, a jump scare, but... But, like, it was just weird. And yeah. then she runs back, and then gets up against the wall, and then opens up, conveniently opens up the, the freaking <laughs> um, dresser thing next to her, and then the um, fucking Annie's laying there dead. Or Linda. Linda, whatever. Right. Listen, Linda. Folded up, yeah. I, I assume, because yeah. it's yeah, the tiniest cabinet. Yeah, because Annie was on the bed. Yeah. She was the one that was in front of the the, the gravestone. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, was he saying that that was his mother? Or was that his sister? Judith, I think, was... Judith Myers. Let me see. Yeah, because when, on my little cast thing, it doesn't say, like... It'll show, like, Judith, who played Judith or whatever. But it doesn't, it doesn't say, what, say what family member she is. Yeah. Um, I don't know actually. But I mean, doesn't really matter. But like, but yeah, it was. It's it's just weird. Like, I think the the tombstone thing was a little unnecessary. Yeah, they should have like instead of going to like the the oh, grave site. Um, it was a sister. Mm -hmm. Okay, so instead of going to the grave site, they should like um, Loomis should have went straight to the house to yeah. find out that he was there. Yeah. Well, because he <clears> says <throat> that he knows that's where he's going. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, and right. all, all the other people are like, you think that's where he's going? And he's like, I know him. Yeah, I know he's going there, but I'm going to go like, you know, a, a couple detours first. And, yeah. and then I'll then I'll finally go to where I think he's going. The exactly. only time he actually spends at the house, I think, is to scare the kids away from it. Pretty much, yeah. Well, he's waiting for Michael to come home. Yeah. And then for some reason decides to leave it. He's like, oh, Michael's not coming. I'm going to leave. Well, because he says like, he's like, I saw my car. And it was like three blocks down or some shit. Yeah, he was like. I'll go. I'll go to the front, and you drive around back. You never see him again until he, yeah. until he walks. Well, and that's what's funny kid. is that where did the cop go? Because Michael fell out the back of the house, where the cop <laughs> was supposed to be waiting. Maybe he was in behind a different house. Right. Well, he, the cop's nowhere well, near uh, the doctor at that point. Yeah. Too. He's just wandering the streets again. And then what I want to know, what I really, really, really want to know, is um, why, in the world. Did they? Did she pick? Um, Annie picked Lori up in the middle of the fucking day. Yeah. Not in the middle of the day. Probably let's say about four o'clock, four yeah. p.m. Right. That's what it felt like in the yeah. movie. Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden it shows them. Okay, there's a sunset, right? And then it hard cuts into like nighttime. Yeah. Like pitch dark nighttime. So it's like that signals that they were driving a decent amount of time. At least like two and a half hours. At least like two hours. But all they did was go three blocks down? And Michael fall. Well, I mean, it's weird because where they're 
where it shows them driving, they go around kind of a corner where it looks like they're about to get onto a, a different road. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea where they went or what they did. Because no. we see them driving earlier in the movie where they oh, yeah. go into town when they see Annie's dad and everything talking about that's the, the hardware same store. That, that's, yeah. that's during that same drive. Because he's following them, but they pass by, they talk to the dad, he's sitting at like, or he's really far off. They drive away, and then he's sitting at a light for a good 30 seconds Mm -hmm. while uh, the cop is talking to the doctor. Mm -hmm. And then he drives up, and he still, I mean, catches back up to him from there and follows them home. But, I mean, if this... If this was in Florida during daylight savings time, it's totally believable because it gets <laughs> it goes from super light to super dark in like thirty minutes around six o'clock. Yeah, but this is in Illinois. Yeah, I know, but I'm <laughs> so, just saying. But like, they again, how you mentioned where he pulls up right behind them as she's dropping Lori off to her babysitting job. Right. He pulls up right behind them with, with his the lights on, on. Right. And just stops behind them. Yep. Like, no one questions anything. Like that's not sketchy, and then. Apparently he just leaves the car there. He does. That's where yep. that's where it stays for the rest of the movie. But he does drive off, and then he comes right back. I yeah. guess. Yeah. He like when like, did he drive off? He drives off right there because because you you see her pull up and then into the house from across the street. Yeah. Right. And then, and he, then he keeps going. Well, yeah, but you see him. He just pulls over though. He just pulls forward in I front guess he of went Lori's in house. In front of that house that, that okay. she was babysitting at. Right. Okay. And then he pulls off Which and then he gets really, right out. Really creepy. Very creepy. So, anything good about the movie? I mean, there were a couple of good things. It yeah. is a classic. Oh, my God. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> a classic, ladies it's and gentlemen. It's good in the fact that I know that the original second one is good. I like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the other ones are, are decent. It's is good it, in knowing that it started something that had some potential. Okay. Um, it's good because the next one is good, dude. It's yeah, started, it started from very, it's still very humble beginnings, you know. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely this was a rough draft, yeah, <laughs> for sure. This was just the bones of what could be. Um, I still think it's not bad. I think they did okay. good with what they had. I mean, we saw the budget. They yeah. they made it work, and yeah. obviously, what they did worked because a lot of people love it. And I still I like it. It's just yeah, it's, it's not cool. what you're used to today. Well, because yeah. like if this came out, this came out in 1978. And then that started where the 80s were the, was the decade of the slasher films. Right. Because there was a Friday the 13th movie almost every single year. Halloween continued making theirs. And then Nightmare on Elm Street started. Yep. So, I mean, like... It was everything. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, very true. It was like the, <clears throat> the very beginning. Which... All right, well... Technically... It, Halloween's credited for being, like, the first real slasher. But Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out the year before. Right. And then there was also, like, a movie earlier in the 70s, like 1972 or something that was called The Town That Dreaded Sundown, where a guy actually wore a potato sack like Jason does in Friday the 13th Part 2, which is weird. And then there was Black Christmas. I do remember Black Christmas. In, like, 75 or something. And those are all slasher films, but they just didn't get recognized I was about to say, yeah, well, the first, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of, um, I feel like it doesn't get any credit just because i think it took off a lot later yeah. that people started started to really like it's them. still yeah. a, a messed up movie to watch now oh, but absolutely like, yeah <laughs> it's also really weird well we weird. we should uh we should cover that sometime yeah we should we will, we will. i yeah. think we should yeah. um so how did you like the movie i like it 
mainly because I mean I because I love this genre so much and I used to love slasher films so much. Yeah. Um Friday the thir- Friday the 13th was always always my favorite, but uh, the 13th. Yeah. Um but Halloween was always like a close second for me cuz yeah. I loved Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. And with this one the first time I watched it, I remember being kind of bored. Right. But there was still something about it that I liked. And maybe it was because it had been hyped up so much because it's it's Halloween, man. Um, but I do still like it. I found myself kind of laughing a lot more watching it this time yeah, <laughs> when stuff was happening. Too. Like when he kills his sister at the beginning and she's like, Michael! And then all you hear is the music go, Brr! and she's like, ah! And you just don't really yep. see anything happening until the camera pans over and you just see a hand just going the, like the Chucky doll <laughs> hand yeah. is yep. just holding the knife out. Yeah. Well, I mean, it so it's weird. So you are correct. Whenever it was like he was like like five foot eight or like six foot, yeah, like in the mask, but and then a tiny tiny arm. Yeah. Well, he was six years old. So right. I get the tiny arm, but they should have made uh they should have like made the camera shorter. Cam- yeah, make the camera shorter to yeah. kind of match up a little bit. To make oh, it, yeah, it make sense. It was really weird. Yeah, it was. One good thing about this movie though, even though it is repetitive, the fucking theme song to this movie is so lit to me. I love it so much. I don't mind that they play it over and over. I'll still bring it up and be like, "Wow, they really took every opportunity they could to play this." Yeah, it's a good theme song. Yeah. But it doesn't stop. You know something is about to happen or happened. Yeah. Well, actually, no. I almost said something of significance is about to happen. But really, when he's following them, it just starts playing out of nowhere. And then it slowly dies down as they get to their destination. But I still like it. Yeah. It's so catchy to me. He was definitely proud of it. Not catchy, but. We need to make a parody video. Oh, no. One of us in a uh, Michael Myers mask. Oh, God. And then like like do a lot of pans like a lot of cuts and then every time it's on Michael Myers you go dan 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 dan. Well, I was gonna make that joke was like you know how everyone was talking about in Zack Snyder's Justice League every time that Wonder Woman would show up you'd hear that yeah. behind her. I was like that's pretty yeah. much what happens every time anything happens in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. The Halloween theme starts playing. <laughs> like, um, a but, car pulls out of a driveway and it's like dan 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 dan. But I don't know I. I, I don't know. I, I really like it. I don't think it would be something that I watch on a regular basis. But I think it's something that, like, for, like, an occasion, like, if you were having, like, a Halloween party and you wanted to do, like, a movie showing and you showed this, I'd sit down and watch it. Yeah. You know? Um, it's one that's good to watch with friends because... I do agree. ...how we all sit there and we kind of talk about what's happening and you laugh about it. I don't think it's a movie to really take seriously anymore. Right. It's just one to kind of sit down and enjoy. Uh, one thing that I really did not like about it um, is that the relationship between Michael and Dr. Loomis is kind of relegated to one scene of Dr. Loomis giving a story about to the sheriff. What happened. Yeah. And because at first you're just seeing him like, I'm his doctor. I know he's crazy. I know he's evil. And it's like, okay, but why? Yeah. Can you expand like, on that? Because yeah. With as much as they tried to fill the rest of the movie and like stretch yeah. things out to make it feel like there was a, they could have just focused on that. Yeah, spent Somehow. 15, 20 minutes or something yep. focusing on that part. Do like flashbacks or something of him as a little mm-hmm. kid, which again, why I think Rob Zombie's remake hits it out of the park with with their relationship. You actually see them interacting as, with Michael Myers as a kid. You see him in the institution, so you you see Michael Myers grow. Even though a lot of people hated on Rob Zombie's Halloween. 
I actually really like it. There I think certain, they did some things that were that were good. Yeah, there's certain scenes that don't that don't need to be in there, but um, we'll talk about the original right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so I think they should have expanded on that. Um, and then yeah, the the sound design ugh, at times, but I don't know for what it is. It's such a conservative, you know, when it comes to gore, it's so conservative because they didn't have the budget for it. Right. But for them to, they did something right in order to have made the profit that they did off of it. Mm-hmm. They were, they managed to scare people because I guess people were like, this seems more realistic. Kind of how you were talking right, about. Right, exactly. Yep. This seems like something that could happen. Obviously, other than him taking six bullets to the chest and then falling off a balcony yeah. and then running off. <laughs> like, Yeah. So... I think that's what scared people because people were probably scared about the fact of like letting their kids go out and trick or treat by themselves and stuff. And it's like, there could be a crazy person out there wearing a mask just like they are out there killing them. So, I mean, I think that's really what worked for it. Mm -hmm. I think so too. I do like it though. I agree with that. It did give Um, way to lots of great movies. So you kind of have to like, (laughs) well, it's like you have to respect where it came from because of the like, there would be no remakes of this well, if well, the, it wasn't made. The thing is, a lot of these movies actually used Halloween as inspiration. Right. Because when Friday the 13th came out, Sean S. Cunningham, the director, the original creator of Friday the 13th, said to the screenwriter, copy Halloween. Like, just make Halloween, oh. but with a different <laughs> killer and in a different setting. Copy Halloween. Pretty much. I mean, that's pretty much what they did. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little bit cool. Right now, okay, so... Just to set the mood, set the scene. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, uh, we have a candle, a candle lit that's flickering on uh, the uh, wall, and it, it looks, looks so like weird. Jason has Doctor Octopus's arms yeah. going out of his back. Oh my god, that's it's cool. Kind of creepy, isn't it? <laughs> it's our take mic a, stands, but it's like take holy take, shit. take a photo. I want to see it. <laughs> I got you. I am Doc Ock. I am robot Doc Ock. Is that how Dr. Octopus talks? I don't <laughs> think that's how he talks. This is how Doc Ock talks. I am Doc Ock. I am the Doc Ock. That's, that's how the fucking Martians talk. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> no, that's Dracula. <laughs> Count Chocula. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I do not go blay, blay, blay. <laughs> um... I guess let me wait take for a this. video of it so he can see how it's like jittering back and forth and shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, look here, you Mister Question Asker. What did you think of it? Well, well, Mister Question Taker, Answerer, Answerer. <laughs> um, I was going to get into that. Okay. But I was going to wait until Brandon was done taking photos of the <sighs> naked. Wait, Whoa! What? <laughs> You're gonna be waiting a long time. Oh my god! <laughs> so I gotta get. I mean, not for it. me to stop doing that because I'm not gonna start doing it. <laughs> mm, uh-huh. Oh, it took you a while to get that one. <laughs> You're gonna be waiting a long time for me to stop that, there, buddy. <laughs> oh my good golly! Um, okay, <clears throat> so I enjoyed the movie. Yes. Um, it was very slow. Yes. And it was like, okay, 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 so he's going to kill this person. (laughs) Okay, yep, he's he's still still trying to kill him. Okay. He's going to do it. (laughs) He's going to do it. It's been 84 years now. (laughs) Yeah, so it was like that. I didn't like how... It was, it was, 
it was kind of bad writing. For one, like I'm, 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 I can't wait until we cover a horror movie where people have common sense. Yes. <laughs> common sense. No. Like, like, Lori, you know how long it took her to bust the glass on a fully glass door to get out of the fucking house? <laughs> yeah. Like, I know. he's 10 feet behind you. Yes. Yeah. Have some urgency. I know. <clears throat> and it's like, okay, the kids are safe in at the house asleep. So she brings Michael to the house with the kids. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, I know. Maybe, maybe, okay. Maybe it would have been the coward thing to leave. But, like, at the same time, <laughs> it's like, the kids, I mean, if Michael's following you, he ain't following the kids. Yeah. So, and then... Like, she keeps seeing him. He's literally stalking her. Yep. But she just has this blank stare like, oh, my God. <laughs> There's someone following me. I love that scene of her. She, She's watching him as he's standing next to the bush. And then yeah. he, he stops. Like, he ends up walking behind the bush. And that's when she goes, oh, look. She's like, what? She's like, over there, behind the bush. Yeah. Like, you want her to look behind like, from this I angle? I don't see yeah. anything there. <laughs> well, not dead well, yeah, shit. You can't see through the fucking bush. Yeah. Yeah, well, duh, Annie, turn your fucking x-rays on. Yeah. The way he the steps bush. back behind the bush, too, yeah. is so bad. So, so, like, she knows someone's following her. And then, like, still, like goes about her day like nothing's fucking wrong yeah yep. and then when when um um annie no not annie um little boy i forget his name tommy oh. tommy when tommy was like i see a boogeyman outside with after what she's been through the day with someone mm -hmm. literally following her all right. day long you probably suspect that there is someone out there watching yeah and then when she hears um on the phone uh, uh linda linda when yep. she hears linda dying getting choked out yeah and then after she hears her getting choked out, the lights turn off. She sees the lights turn off, and no one's answering the phone. Her first thing she, the first thing she should have done was call nine one one. Yeah, I agree. But she's like, let me go over there. Which she ends up giving that job to the kid. She's like, run to this house and call the cops. Yeah, but after she went over there and almost no, died. yeah, that's what I'm saying though is that like she should have done it, but she waits until all that happens, then mm -hmm. comes back to the house, realizes the phone lines are cut. And then gives the kids the, the responsibility of running somewhere and calling the cops. Yep. Like, what? Yeah. So, like, bad writing kind of gave Michael telepathy. He can move things with his, with his mind. Um, and also gave him teleportation. Yeah. So he could teleport in and outside. He could fucking, you know, run around. And, and he, he went to the nut house when he was six years old. Yeah. And yet he knew how to drive. Yep. Which they, I mean, Loomis says something, but that doesn't mean. Yeah, they kind it, of try and explain it yeah. away. He was Maybe like, someone here gave him lessons. Someone yeah. here must have given him lessons. Like, for what? one, why are you going to give some crazy fucking kid who kills people driving lessons that don't even talk? Unless it's a situation where he's coming up to the end of his sentence where he has to stay there and they have to try and get him reacclimated to society. There's Maybe no, they are. I don't no think that they were going to release him out. Yeah, no. yeah, but I'm just saying that might have been a possibility. Yeah, because <laughs> like, yeah, he wouldn't even talk. Because then they were talking about putting yeah. him in front of the judge at the beginning too. Again, again, they never fucking explained that. Yeah, like this kid was crazy as fuck. He would not talk. He wouldn't do anything. Yeah. Why would they even put him in front of a judge? Right. I mean, he was turning 21. I don't know if that would have played a role in any of his situation hmm. going on. Hmm. Um, they don't. Well, like we said, they don't do a good enough job explaining nope. any of that for us yeah. to make any uh, spe 
speculations. Yeah. One thing that pisses me off, uh, actually, there's two things that piss me off. First, they know what the car looks like because they they see him following them, and then when he drives kind of slowly behind them, and she's like, or no, he drives quickly past them, and yep. the um, I think it's actually. Annie that says yeah she yells hey slow down or whatever speed kills oh yeah speed kills and he slams on his brakes yeah <laughs> did somebody say killing but and also shouldn't Loomis have told the cops like hey this is my car and it's stolen this is the make and model this yep. is the color yes. then the cops yep. would be looking for it <laughs> yeah he's like he's like I'm, I need to I need to get people on it like no tell your tell your tell your police officers to shut up and keep their eyes open Right. It's like, what? He's like, you don't want them running around looking in people's houses and stuff. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Which, I, again, I guess he's thinking, like, we don't want to cause a panic saying there's a deranged serial killer out there. Yes, but, you do. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it, there's, like, a lot of movies that happens where it's like, don't cause a panic. Because then you're going to cause, like, pandemonium where people are freaking out all over the place. Yeah, but, it, like, it's like, hey, um, take all your neighbors, get into one house, and be safe. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on now. Like... I don't understand that. I don't understand the don't panic thing. If there's a guy who's literally a complete fucking deranged murderer, and obviously it's just one dude, but at the same time, like, go to your neighbor's house who has a gun. Yeah. You know, like, why would you say? Here's what why you do. would you do nothing when you could have saved lives? Have everybody just sit on their porches, and just wait till he walks down the street, and it'd be like, there he is. <laughs> oh, my, oh my god, that's actually a good idea. Because <laughs> then if someone dies, you see them die on their porch. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I mean, I mean, also, you would have a cop there, too, at some point, just, yeah. like, just kind of chilling, watching as well. Yeah. I mean, probably the best thing to do. That's a pretty good idea. <laughs> sacrifice some sleep for a night. Like, yeah, yeah, but now we've had 43 years to think of, <laughs> yeah, to think of a solution to that problem. Yeah. They um, had, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, um, so that kind of stuff annoyed the shit out of me. Right. Um, the sound was, I mean, I know it was from 1978. Yeah. Yeah. But there's other movies from little... that period and before that sound much better. Yeah. But I mean, and I know like their budget was pretty low, but like yeah. the the camera would be, I think it was, um, I think it was Lori's dad. The camera was right in his face. Not right in his face, but right, like pretty, pretty much, much right next pretty to much him. right next to him, and yet he sounded so far away. So it's yeah. like they could have done a much better job with sound development. It would have made more sense if the camera was still, from Lori's perspective, like close to her. Yeah. Because he's yelling to her. Yeah. So, like, because she was already walked a little bit away from him. So if it had just stayed there, and then when it cuts back, we see how far away he is from her and have that same sound, then right. it would make sense. Yeah. But, like, it showed her talking, too, and she was <clears throat> three times as far away from the camera as he was, and yeah. they sounded the same distance. Yeah. <laughs> So that kind of stuff was annoying. Like, yeah. I, I did enjoy watching the movie. Yeah. But I really feel like if it was made today, it would be a little better. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, which is pretty much what they did. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not talking about just like with like the the better like you know special effects, special and effects and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah, just done the well, same it's way. It's just how then, movies are made differently, you know. And then if he was if he stabbed, you know, um. Uh, Bob? Yeah. Right. If he stabbed Bob, and the weight of Bob's body would have just made the knife slice up even more. Like, he would have well, dropped. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, it kind of depends, because it's a, Not it's a all big the way down, like, but butcher like, knife. And I guess if the blade is down, 
Yeah, that's not even the biggest thing that bugged me. The There's biggest also thing bugged me is in the he way, immediately, yeah. he immediately died. Yeah. yeah. The second the knife died. touched his skin, he was just like... But that's kind of rule of thumb for a lot yeah. of horror movies. Yeah. People get stabbed and they're like immediately bleeding out of their mouth. And, and like, that just shows like, how yeah. badass Michael yeah. is. He gets yeah. shot six times and he doesn't yeah. die. That's and right. He, did, he didn't scream out to, to right. warn her like at he all. He was getting choked though, so I mean it's hard to scream with when superhuman you're strength. Yeah. I guess it does kind of go to like possibly explain maybe he really is superhuman in the movie yeah. because he literally with his. With his left hand, one-handed, just starts lifts choking the, the life out of him and just lifts him up against yeah. the wall. Yeah, this is what you do. This is exactly what you do. I, you do. I'm not uh, taking advice from you. you, you <laughs> look, but his arms were down though. Like Michael wasn't like controlling his arms. You, you, you hit up and then break Michael's arm from below. Right. So it like like pretzels his arm, and then you <laughs> kick him in the nuts. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. what you do. You what? Yeah. He'll let you go. What's funny is that like That's it took true. him so long to strangle both of those girls, and if he's got superhuman yes. strength, shouldn't he like just be like crushing their he throats? Should, yes, he should like crush their fucking. Yeah, throats. unless he did that on purpose. He might like this up. He must. He must have because I don't know. It's so hard to to know what was him just fucking around and what wasn't because he chokes the guy very easily up against the wall, lifts him off of his feet like yep. a foot and a half off the ground very easily, and yep. then. Stabs through his body with the one hand, with with ease, and yeah. then he goes and chokes the one girl with the phone cord and is like struggling around with her. Yeah. And then he he is fucking trying to kill uh, Lori mm-hmm. with the knife. She just stabs him with the with the <laughs> sewing needle yeah. in the face or neck area and yeah. immediately falls to the floor. <laughs> yeah. Is out for like twenty five seconds. What's funny is that in this movie, Michael kind of has a flair for the dramatic because yes, he does. Whenever he stabs the guy and he puts flops him, like LeBron James. <laughs> whenever he puts him on the wall, he steps back and then like admires it, like it's art. He sits there and kind of like tilts his head and looks at it over and over, and then he fucking puts a sheet over his head to look like a ghost. That and, was weird. And well, he still Bob's kind of glasses a kid, on. Though. He's I've, still kind of a kid. Yeah. Mentally. I forgot about that. So then that he, was weird. So he's kind of like, oh, this will be funny to pull this kind of prank. Yeah. So it's like he's got this thing where he's, he, like you said, he he plays with his victims. That's 100% playing with her. Yep. Before he kills her. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, I mean, yeah. And she lifts up, you like what you see? <laughs> yeah. Which, that's another thing that I'm going to harp about Rob Zombies really quick. That scene that when they recreate it in the remake... There's so much gratuitous nudity in that movie. They literally, like, that's way overdone. Yeah, like, when she does the whole, you like what you see, like, you get a full boob shot, but then when she gets out of bed, you see Vag. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? Like, oh, okay. So. Definitely overdone. Which, for 1978, I was surprised this movie had as much nudity as it did because there's like four or five boob shots in it. Well, the sister's boobs in the beginning, it was really hard to see those boobs. (laughs) He said, Uh, I was squinting. I know. I was was really looking at them. I was trying. I'm not going to lie. It's like, you know, just get boobies. Um, And then, um, no. (laughs) Uh, And then then, um, Linda's. Yeah, during the sex scene. And Annie's were pretty, pretty easy to see. But now, can we talk about this sad excuse for a sex scene really quick? Oh, you Between mean, wait, Bob. are we thinking <laughs> yeah. of the same thing? There's only one sex scene. <laughs> yeah, where he 100% humps her Oh, that's what that was? Thigh the entire time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you talking about the 10 second long? Yes. Yeah. And then, and then when they were done, he was able to lay flat on his stomach <laughs> with like, um, like. No erection whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he turns over, there's just nothing there. 
I just think it's funny because oh, yeah. whenever they first show them in bed and you hear them all moaning and everything, he's laying diagonally across her. Yep. Like, they're not really, like, I mean, he's on top of her, but not like that. Yep. And her legs are almost completely together in the bed. Same with his. So I was yeah. like, what are they doing yeah. here? Maybe they, like, didn't know how to do sex scenes back in the day. They might know. have just been, like, really into, like, heavy petting. So they're, like, dry humping each other. And for... 10 Heavy seconds and then he edit. falls over to the side and she's like that, that was, was fantastic <laughs> well, I mean well, well, we maybe they enjoyed it we don't know how long they were going on before the camera got on them this is true but now he stops when the phone rings and yeah. she's like oh I can't keep you you know or I can't keep your attention or something oh yeah yeah what do I not keep you interested yeah well like I mean yeah the phone would be annoying but like as long as you don't have to answer it like why was he so dead set on answering it and then he picks it up and like takes it off the it takes off the hook yeah but like what if someone was still on there and then like they're just listening to her fucking moan now i mean they'd probably hang up you know i, I would yeah <laughs> i'd be like what the hell yeah. i think i called the wrong number <laughs> what yeah it, what if it was her mom Ooh. oof Big oof. Gonna be Big some oof. upset parents. Yep. I mean, they're gonna be upset anyway because it gets dead now. I was so. about to say, oh, yeah. when they come home, they're not gonna. Can you imagine, like, going home, like, really mad? Like, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna beat her ass. And then, like, walk in Turns and she's, out she's dead. Been, yeah. Turns out she's been strangled. Three to death. of them mm. are dead. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, that's a lot of emotion, being pissed off at your kid for having sex where you're gone and then coming home to punish them and they're dead. Mm hmm. That's, that's also like all these cops that were like, it's not that big of a deal. And then three people are dead. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, someone's losing their job. Mm -hmm. Also, that doctor's probably losing his job. I mean, for one, after Michael escapes, there's going to be like a legit search for him. Yeah, there yeah. definitely should be. And the and doctor is saying like there needs but, to be. Yeah, and well, he no escapes from the mental institution and then he steals a car. And it's 100% confirmed that he did these things. Yep. So they're gonna search for him. And then there's a dead body that's found of a mechanic. And they're like, this is the exact way that Michael was going. It yeah. was probably him. So now he's also murdering people again. That's we true. should probably really find this yeah. guy. Well, the and doctor never sees the dead body of the mechanic. Yeah. He, just, he just sees the truck. Someone's gonna find it though. Oh, absolutely. But like, the doctor wouldn't be the one trying to find Michael though. Yeah. <laughs> well, I but guess he, when he says like, he knows how evil Michael is. Yeah. Then it, I kind, I might make sense. Which again, it makes more sense in Rob Zombies because not only do we see where there is much more of a connection between them, but when we see Doctor Loomis trying to help the cops find him, it's not like I'm gonna go do this on my own and you're right. gonna follow all of my orders kind of deal. It's more like you actually see him talking to the sheriff about like this is what we need to do, this is what he would do, and like the sheriff to me in Rob Zombies remake is a lot more like, I guess level-headed and like he knows right. like what he should be he's like yeah that makes sense well let's go find the fucker <laughs> like that's just from my memory we could watch it and then i'll be like wow i was like wow wrong, but i yeah. definitely hit whoops sorry okay well it was it, explosion it, over it, here it did feel like the 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 um <laughs> whoops the sheriff yep the sheriff that word was not right in my mind man <laughs> um it did feel like the sheriff was just like yeah well i know you're saying a lot of big words and um <laughs> I'd, I'd think you're full of shit, but sure, I for a small chance that you could be right. I guess I'll stay. Yeah, he's like, you. man, you're keeping me up. Yeah, 
And at the very end, he's like, well, I'll stay with you just in case you're right. And then he disappears. But if you are, <laughs> like... Because apparently Loomis left. And he's like, I've been looking all over for you, Loomis. And then Loomis immediately is like, shut the fuck up and go around the back. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, Pretty much any time the cop tried to talk, Loomis was like, shut up. Man. Which I thought was hilarious. Yes. A normal sheriff would not be that okay yeah, with that. No. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> like, motherfucker, who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> He's like, well, I don't think it's that big of a... I know him! And you're like, okay. Yeah. Uh, um, good stuff. But yeah, Loomis's character was okay. Yeah. Like, you guys mentioned yeah. that, like, his, his freaking accent kept changing. Yes. <laughs> In the same sentence. Yeah. yeah. That was weird. Couldn't tell where he was from. Which I had never seen Donald Pleasance in anything other than the Halloween movies. So, like, I don't know right. if he has, like, an accent in real life. I don't know if it's I don't either. different in different movies. Like, I don't know what's going yeah. on with that. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay, let me say this one thing, um, and then I'm going to bring something up that we really focused on in the movie. Okay, okay. so. Oh, I know I, what you're I, Yeah, I literally about. was about to say that. About, <laughs> yeah. We all know what you're saying <laughs> yeah. now. Um, but, like, so before that, um, Loomis, like, whenever he, like, scares the kids away, that's fucking creepy ass smile <laughs> yeah. oh yeah staring, staring at the kids with when they're running away yeah. after he does they're running away cleveland in impression the, yeah he does like a cleveland impression like, it shines back ass. on his face and he's <laughs> the, the moon shines <laughs> off his face so it, it looks, looks like he was eating powdered donuts yeah mm-hmm. all right the really mm-hmm. uncomfortable shit lindy yes. linda and bob you know they're hot and heavy they're ready to go have some hot sex yes yeah, um jeep and as a like, of the cold sex yeah pose of the cold sex and then he's like, "There's probably what Michael was having." He, he's like, "I'm gonna tear your clothes off first. And she goes, "You better not rip my blouse. It's expensive." <laughs> and then, and then, then you can rip my clothes off. And then you can rip my clothes off, and we'll get Lindsay and rip her clothes off. Bitch, Lindsay's like nine years old. I think yeah, like six she's or ten eight years, years old. In yeah, the, yeah, in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Which is what the? F- we were all like, "Wait, what? what the <laughs> fuck did he just say?" Yeah. He said we're gonna rip Lindsay's clothes off. Yep. Yeah, Hold was, on now. Like th- this is yeah, not like Stephen. Cool. This is not a Stephen King thing. <laughs> we don't need to be taking ten-year-old kids' clothes off. I think for the next ten minutes of the movie, we were like trying to figure out if there was another Lindsay in the movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because we were like, he cannot be talking about the little girl. He was talking about the little girl, and like, yeah, that was fucked. Wh- who wrote that? Yeah, absolutely. Like, what the fuck? Well, I could like, look. Was that lived or was that fucking? <laughs> I could look at the writer. I feel we- like that would never be left in a movie. Yeah, th- not no even matter back what, then. Even if it was a fucking slip up. Yeah. Not even, yeah, definitely not back then, not now. Like, Nobody's what? gonna be like, yeah, that's cool. It was, it was written, um, it was written by Donald Roser. Donald Roser. Well, oh wait, soundtracks. Okay, never mind, that's soundtracks. Oh. Um, I'll have to find who like actually wrote the screenplay. The, the screenplay, but right. Um, but it might have been John Carpenter for all I fucking know. Yeah, but, <clears throat> but yes, that was. Yeah, I was, was pissed. I was fuming after hearing that. I was like, even if that was a fucking just a blurb, like just came yeah. out on accident, and he meant to say someone else, like they left no, it in. Yeah, you you left it in on purpose. Like what? Like who sits there and is like, oh yeah, we're gonna fuck, and then we're gonna bring the little girl in to join. And us. it was her sister. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're gonna like, go get your sister dude, and rip her clothes off. So like like who what? in their right mind is gonna be okay with their boyfriend saying that to them? Right. They're gonna be like, what the hell did you just you say to me? Fucking weirdo. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, dude. Yeah, that was yeah, weird as that hell. That was fucked. Even if it was an accident, no, 
anyone on that set should have been like, oh, you fucked that up. Let's redo that. Yeah, there yeah. were a lot of people. I, I even I Googled it to see if that like what the fuck was going on. And yeah. if he actually meant if he actually said Lindsay or what. And people were like, oh, it was obvious he just messed up his line. And they were and they were like, well, that was a good take. That was our best take yet anyway. So they just left it no, in. Like, no, no, no one in the right leave. line would have just fucking left that in no, if it was an accident. That was on purpose. Yeah, yeah that was left in on purpose. And even just... if it was an accident, that's not okay no. to leave that in. Yeah. Yeah, that's no. fucked. No, so that was the thing that kind of turned me off to the movie for the rest yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Even if, let's say, it were it were an accident and that was their best take, you know how easy it is for the editor to be like, all right, and now we're cutting the scene right before he says that dumb shit. <laughs> right. Nope. We're going to cut away to something different. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what? It's so easy. <laughs> yep. But nope, they were like, no, yeah, I think that was funny. No. No, right. no, 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 no. Ugh. That was fucked. Oh, God. And then they start, like, almost having sex on the couch. Yeah. Right. Like, you think your sister's home, and yet you're just going to, you know, you just have sex right here? Yeah. Yep. Sure. Yeah. One thing, I have to take points off for a dog dying in the movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you have to take points off for? Well, obviously, that's an issue as well, but... As well, but the, but the real concern... The real issue here... Okay, so, actually, the screenplay, it was, it was written by two people. Okay. It was written by John Carpenter yeah. and Deborah Hill. Oh, okay. So, two... Two people wrote this movie. And they both greenlit that. Because <laughs> yeah. John Carpenter was the damn director. Like Exactly, yeah. That made me lose a lot of respect for the movie. That for the rest of the movie, it kind of tainted my view on yeah. the rest. That means Bob should have had, like, a terrible death. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That motherfucker should have been mangled and, like, destroyed yeah. by Michael. Yeah, because he was a fucking pedophile. At least he was having pedophile thoughts. And his sister yeah, exactly. was, like, totally cool with it. So then, yeah, she should have been fucked up, too. I mean, she got strangled, but... Yeah, yeah. his sister. And, like, are those wires really that sturdy? Your like, girlfriend? Oh, for a phone? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, you, yeah, they're pretty sturdy. If you wrap that around someone's neck, you could definitely choke them out with it. Oh, that's weird. I love how she unwrapped a hanger and poked him in the eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that was stupid. That was so dumb. Was I mean, the thing is, though, it could work if you got lucky enough to hit him in you the got eye. Got lucky enough. Well, I mean, but she extended it out yeah. like a good while and was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's that's the second time she stabs him. Yeah. Um, with that's when she stabs him with his own knife. Like yep. in the chest. Yes. And he and then, like, totally it, lived. Yeah. <laughs> with no blood. And again, <laughs> she does nothing with the knife again. Yep. Oh, goodness. And she gives it back to him. Like, here you go, like, dude. Here you go, man. It's like this cat and mouse game that she's like, all right, I stopped you now for the next 30 seconds. Here's your knife again. We'll What's, try this again. It's like how I was saying it was like Michael just thinks it's like an extreme game of tag. And right. each time she like gets him, he's like, oh, I have to lay down for a minute and give her time to run away. <laughs> yeah. So then I have to go and try and tag her again. It amazes me how easily she tries to kill him the one time, obviously doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, she's just, once again, nonchalant, like, okay, he's dead. It, he's obviously dead for real this time. this time. Right. I've seen everything he just did next door, but yeah, everything's fine. And I've seen him withstand a knitting needle to the neck. Right. Also, where his parents <laughs> at all in that whole movie, other than when they come home and they're like, Michael? Yeah. And then they just stand there staring at him silent for. Once again, Rob minutes. Zombie does so much better with that. We actually yeah, see his parents. I mean, Jason's seen it, so it's not really a spoiler, but the dad dies whenever Michael's still a kid, but we see the mom throughout him 
growing up for a little bit. So, I don't know. Rob Zombie just story-wise, Rob Zombie did a better job in my opinion. But anyway, <laughs> I do agree. They rushed this one hundred percent, but they it was like I know I said this about the last movie, but again, it was like they rushed things that they didn't need to, and then they fucking tried to fill it with yeah. stupid shit that took up a lot of time yep. in order to make a movie. Really, this felt like a short film that was stretched out over an hour and a half yeah. that, like, three friends like us would have filmed in 2015, See, 2014. I was, was going to say that, too, is that this seems like a movie that you, that we could make. It's a right. home film, yeah. Because, like, obviously, most of that budget goes to, like, the locations that they're well, shooting and, in. And the uh, actors. Yeah. but Which is crazy to me that... Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, I, I guess it was well, it said, so long ago. Yeah, it said introducing Jamie Lee Curtis. So like, right? I, which I still don't think I don't this know was, if her that was her first debut. Movie. I don't think yeah. that was her. Yeah. Because like, what's funny is that at Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984, in their opening credits, it says introducing Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think that was his first movie. <laughs> you know? I don't think it was. Either. So I don't know. I, I know that it was early in Jamie Lee's uh, career. But right. I'm pretty sure she was in a, at least one other movie before this, I think. Oh, no. It, it was. Okay, so her film debut did occur in the 1978 Halloween. What? Okay. That's crazy. That's what sparked her whole career. And then she became... I would not have guessed that that yeah. would be the one that sparked her whole career. And she yeah, became known as the Scream Queen after that for Halloween 1 and 2. She does a much better job in Halloween 2. <laughs> I mean, I won't say much on Halloween 2 in this. Yeah. But, I mean, she has... 12 lines. She has 12 lines in this movie. I wanted to say that too, was that when we were talking about the, the lines in the movie, I think half the dialogue is her and her friends on the phone talking to each other about random <laughs> shit. Yes. Yep. I mean, they're just kind of like, oh, you know, I talked to Ben Tramer about the homecoming thing. And he was super excited. <laughs> and like, that's half the movie is just them on the phone. Yes. And I then mean, the first quarter of the movie, not really. But that annoying ass teacher. Oh my god, that monotone voice. Yeah, that both of us at the same time were like, "Oh my Bro, god, <laughs> this teacher's voice is so annoying." That was funny. It was at the same time that we both reacted that way. I know. Yeah, oh she sees the car god. there, and then she sees him following her. Yeah. And then they yell at him like, "Speed kills." Yep. And then she sees him behind the bush. Never puts any of that together. Yeah. During this whole thing, until finally he's chasing her. Safety. Boogeyman. Boogie, boogie, well, that was kind of funny that they were calling him the Boogeyman I know. after we just watched that. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. we just watched that movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, yes. okay. did you guys no. know that the original script was called The Babysitter Murders? Oh. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That's kind of... <clears throat> The Babysitter Murders, or yeah. Halloween. Because I get why they changed it, but I actually still kind of... I like that name. Yeah, because three, technically three babysitters were murdered. Only thing is, though, <laughs> most of the time when you see, like, a random B-movie on Netflix, it has a name like The Babysitter Murders. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I definitely see why they changed it to Halloween, yeah. which is way more catchy. Yes, way more catchy. Um, um, so, yeah, after all of that, how scary did you think it was? What, 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 do, you, what do you rate it? Are we, um, are we rating are we like nowadays? How scary would it be? Or like, no, can we also how factor scared in what were you? Okay. Yeah. Right. That's how our how we do our scaredometer. Well, well, or because I don't think scaredometer is I mean, subjective. Like, I would, I would, I would do it as today, because like, because I mean, like people are gonna travel back in time to watch this movie, so 
it's like so people who's listening now like how scared do you think it is like today yeah right or just to you personally yes just to you personally do you want to go first or me um you go first this time even though I I really do like the movie, I feel so bad because I'm gonna give it a really low rating on the scaredometer because I don't find it very scary. Even though I understand like it is more along the lines of something that could happen of someone like a deranged person going and killing people, but the movie itself doesn't really scare me. Um, oh God! Wait a minute before you answer that. Yeah. Um. Should we? Um. Because like. I, I was looking up some some reviews. Yeah. First off, I'm not looking forward to reading some like reviews because every single one of them is like paragraphs upon <laughs> paragraphs. The reviews are fucking long. Yeah. Um, but like, should we do that first? And because the scaredometer thing kind of sounds like a last thing. Right. I mean, yeah, we think? pretty much wrap up with that. Yeah. Yeah. Normally, we can do the reviews. Okay. <laughs> Don't want to. Do you want me to read them? I mean, I'll read them. Is it like super long, bro? They are fucking long. Oh, really? <laughs> it's probably they're all probably. Well, I mean, honestly, good we too. could do the like scaredometer and then be like, like, all right, well, that was us talking about that movie. Now, I mean, we should look at some of these reviews. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, dude. They're okay. fucking long. Um, if you just want to find ones that are kind of shorter, like that there one's are kind of none. <laughs> Bro, I, what was that? You said, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I like that's that's probably the shortest one. Oh my god! Like every single fucking one of these. Oof. That's a big oof. Yes, yeah. it is. So like that right there, that's a big. Oof. <laughs> yeah. So what do we do? Because <laughs> oh. we started the reviews on the last episode. <laughs> You can just say, well, I looked at the reviews, and they're all books. But <laughs> it seems that all the reviews are pretty positive. I would say, well, I was going to take a look at these film reviews, but all of these are apparently very highly esteemed film critics. Yeah. <laughs> Writing books upon books upon books upon on cases books. On cases on cases. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Let's just... I'll just do. I'll just go through like some of them and be like, so and so gave it a. Damn it, dude! I I kind of really liked. I really wish there was some fucking shorter ones. Blake. Do you love me? Do you wanna be my squirrel? What? What? Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Friends. I mean, friends. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll I'll do a little bit. I'll do a little bit. I'm not gonna do a lot. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So, like um, <laughs> uh, let's do some of the reviews and see what other people thought of this cool. slasher. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the little songbird rates it a ten out of ten. I thought this was about to be like a child's like little kid <laughs> book. <laughs> the little songbird. That does sound like a child's book. I know, right? <laughs> um, a true classic of its genre. Yep. Um, there was once a time where I w- wasn't crazy about horror, but over time I grow. I have grown to appreciate it. Halloween really is a true classic of its genre. It is genuinely scary. Um, what what does T A W T? I mean T A U T say? 
Can I not? Wait, say that Yeah. Taut? T-A-U-T. So you're asking what the word is? T-A-U-T. I think that's I think that's a misspell. I think they were trying to say taut. I'm pretty... I don't know if you are saying T-E-A-U-T. T-A-U-T. Like touted? Like taut? Tout? Oh, whatever. Let's move on. And it's pretty much the only movie of the franchise, in my opinion, that is not... Uh, that is not only truly effective after all this time, but also where everyone work, where everything works. Okay. So yes and no. Mm. Not everything worked in that. Right. Um, I think the first two are obviously superior when it comes to the rest to the whole franchise, but I do think that part two took the good things from the first movie and just emphasized them. Yeah. I I could see that. Yeah. And then, um, Leofwine? Leofwine. Draka. Leofwine underscore Draka. I can't say your name, but I'm trying my best. Um, rated this movie a 10 out of 10. Influential masterwork. Why don't you say masterpiece, bro? (laughs) Influential masterwork. One of the best low-budget horror films ever made. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with that for yeah. low budget. Yeah. It was definitely influential. Mm-hmm. Um, it is considered kind of like a master class in like how to do horror nowadays. Right. Yeah. Because that's where people referred to it. Like, look what Halloween did, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is a play on words. Oh. Yeah. This person's name is Snoopy Style. Oh. Yeah, Snoopy's a oh, dog. Doggy that. style. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, they, um, they rated this movie a 9 out of 10. Um, the title of this review is Golden Age of Horror. Mm. Michael Myers oh. kills his... What were you saying? I said, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Myers kills his older sister, Judith Myers, when he was six years old. Fifteen years later, Michael escaped the san- sanitarium. He returns to Haddonfield, Illinois. It's Halloween, and he grabs a white, Wil- a white William Shatner mask. Yep. That's into the thing. Uh, he starts <laughs> stalking Lori Strode, her friends Annie Brackett and Linda, Linda Van Der Klock. Love it. What? <laughs> Dis- Van Der Klock. <laughs> Dismisses her concern. Dr. Samuel Loomis. Why is he just. This review is just explaining the movie. He's giving a whole synopsis. Yeah, like, he's yeah. literally just summarizing the entire movie. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not reading it anymore. Sorry, Snoopy style. Which I'm, I completely forgot to mention the fact that, yeah, it is a mask of William Shatner. Yeah. From Star Trek. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's William Shatner's face. They did, like, a whole death face for him in the show, and that's what they did. They took it and painted it white. Yeah. Um, and then um, Hitchcock, funny name. Alfred? Alfred Hitchcock. That's what yep. I was trying to think of earlier. Oh. That I couldn't think of. Because he did oh. Psycho. Yes. That's actually the original slasher. Yep. Interesting. Well, this person... You know, talks about slasher films in this this uh, little um, review. Nine out of ten. Damn. He calls it the prototype. No, it's not the first slasher film, but far from it. But it guaranteed it guaranteed granted legitimacy to the genre. The setup of the quality and of the acting, which wasn't all that great to be honest, (laughs) and the timing of events is is, is startling. 
Uh, we are brought into the insanity that is Michael Myers. The initial event that brought up brought him up to the asylum is graphic and horrifying. Well, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's all right. Sorry. Yeah. I wouldn't say horrifying. I think these are reviews of Rob Zombies. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You know. um, yeah, it, it, I don't think the people in the reviews... Like, it was a great movie. Yes, it was a classic. Yes, it was, like, you know, the stepping stone yeah. for the, all the slasher films, even though the ones before it, eh. Um, yeah, I, I think it's definitely a lot of bias because of it being the classic that it is and because it paved the way for the rest yeah, of the slasher. Right. So I think that you, you feel obligated to pay some kind of, like, respect Homage to, to it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. People, It's like people <clears throat> say, oh, I love the first Halloween movie just to say I love the first Halloween yeah. movie because you kind of feel obligated really, to... Really, you respect the first Halloween movie. Yeah. Right. And I want to issue a challenge out there. If anyone... Oh God. Anyone... Go to the reviews on... Um, ooh, what website am I using? Um, the IMDB website. IMBD.com. IMDB.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Try to find a review on that freaking website that is less than two sentences long because I had to stop reading every single one two of those sentences long. two sentences long that's not very two long. sentences but I mean okay fine two, at least one paragraph find one that's one paragraph every, all these are novellas every single one of those reviews I had to stop reading before they ended because they're so freaking long people yeah. love this movie so much yeah. that they will write books for reviews and it's insane well, I think a lot of the classics are going to be like that. Like, if we watch the first Friday the 13th, some of those will probably be the same way. The Exorcist is probably going to be the same way. Well, everybody wants to be a film critique, man. Yeah. When it comes to the classic stuff, everybody's got to get their, like... See, if we want to have... a critic. If you want to have mm -hmm. short film reviews like that on IMDb, we got to watch more crappy movies like Boogeyman. <laughs> or if you go to Rotten <laughs> Tomatoes where they take, like, actual, like, yeah. film critics and they... The actual film critics, like, reviews are... Short, yeah, two sentences, or really? actually two or three sentences. Yeah, if you go to oh. Rotten Tomatoes, um, they have like just straight up super short ones. It's crazy, like the ones you literally. Jason showed us his phone screen scrolling through all these yeah, reviews. That was and insane. Yeah, there were like four paragraphs at least. It was whole essays, man. Yeah. Yep. I challenge you to find short reviews on that movie. Yeah, like they literally just wrote everything that we told you in the last hour and what fourteen minutes. Yeah. Yep. Good <laughs> grief. Yep. All right. So now that those are over with, Scaredometer. All Ooh, right. The how, Scaredometer. How scary was it, Jace? Because <sighs> how we were talking about, you feel like you have to pay respect to it. But forget that it's the one that paved the way. Yeah, that's the thing. In all honesty, it does not scare me. And I feel so bad giving it like a low rating, but I have to remember this isn't me giving like a rating of how much I enjoy the movie or how good I think the movie is. Right. It's how scary it is. Because like with Friday the 13th, I love Friday the 13th, but I can't give it a high rating when we watch it because it doesn't scare me. Right. So, uh, I'm going to have to give it a four, a for, four. for scary. Okay. Being a little generous there, aren't you? Yes, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> What's yours, Brandon? Um, mine, uh, 0.7. Whoa. Like, like 0 0.7? Yes, 0 0.7. Oh There's my no God. scariness. I could have watched that at five years old and yeah. had wonderful dreams at night. I know that I could because I did. <laughs> yeah, like, was it creepy? Yeah, yeah. Was it a horror movie? 
I don't think so. I think it was a thriller. Yeah. I think it was a thriller movie, a very boring one, not a very good thriller. <laughs> not very thrilling. It yeah, it wasn't a thrilling thriller. Well, but I mean, yeah, it was, it was a slasher movie. Cool. There were some cool scenes. It was a cool movie, but no, it wasn't scary at all. That was by far least scary of all the movies. That I would have to agree with you. So I, I can't give it a good score either. Yeah. I did enjoy watching the movie. I, I laughed and, you know, we all laughed and we yeah. all criticized the movie. Um, it has its ups and it definitely has its downs. And one of its downs is that it is not scary. I can't think of a single time during watching that movie that I was scared. It not has it has jump scares that, that might startle you, but those aren't actually genuinely like, scary or anything. Those weren't right. even that good. Yeah. Yep. Literally, Mama. When she walked out of the yeah. room, I was like, oh, what the hell was yeah. that? That scared me more. No. I'm, I'll am i give it a one. Okay. Because, like, you know. That's fair. A 5.7. Yeah, 5.7. Oof. That's, that's a really low. That is. I don't the, think that's going to be the lowest one no, on the channel either. It's not going to be the lowest one, but that's definitely the lowest I mean, one If Jace so keeps this trend, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the issue, man. Did we rate Boogeyman higher than this damn movie? Yes, we did. It no, was more man. scary than this. The it, only reason why we rated it higher is because of the damn intro of that movie. And that intro was, was more good. scary than any part of this entire yes. movie. Man. Ugh. Bro, yes. I could have watched The Sands Before Time and been more scared <laughs> than this. Is I that what that's I, called? I the Land Before Time. Yeah. Did the I just sands. mix up Sands of Time and yes. Land Before Time? I thought you were talking about a different movie. I was going to say, I could watch The Lands Before Time. <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> there is Smooth there's, Brain. There is a sand movie. It's the, what's that sand? Sands of Time with Will Ferrell. Yeah. Yeah, I mixed up the two of those titles. Nice. <laughs> I could have watched both of those movies. Yeah. And been more scared than this. Yeah, fucking, fucking Elmo scares me more than this movie. Jason, if we right. watch The Exorcist and you try and give it a low rating because it's an old movie, I'm gonna be agitated. Uh, no shit like that is kind of creepy. So, no, dude, yeah, The Exorcist is terrifying yeah. to me. Still, to oh this yeah, when day. you start talking about things like, well, well, we'll get into that whenever yeah, yeah, we yeah, actually we'll review that movie. Spoiler warning: I'll probably give it a pretty high rating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's um, a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's 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 the movie. That's Halloween. The 1978 version, the first one of its genre, the very first slasher film that made mainstream, that made all the other movies after it possible. Yeah. Um, that, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't really have any much to say after that. Um, now we're going to move into the real life scary stuff with oh, Brandon. Brandon. Yeah, very spooky. Spoopy. Spoopy? Spoopy with a poop with a poop box. What scary real life things do you have for us today? Okay, well, well, so you should we should do a pause because unless we're gonna keep on keep in that scoopity poop with a poop box. Oh yeah, we we'll keep <laughs> it. I mean, I can edit that out pretty easily. You were talking yeah. at the same time I was doing it, so no, you can't. <laughs> we continue. <laughs> right, we, can, so we can leave it. I don't here's care. what here's what we'll do. So Brandon, what what scary <laughs> things do you have? <laughs> All so, right, okay, well okay, okay, that okay, was. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Let me let me let me redo it since he laughed. <laughs> so, Brandon, what scary real-life things do you have for us this week? Well, I'm glad you asked because um, here are a few things I'm going to tell you that might actually be a little bit more creepy than what we just <laughs> watched. All okay. right. So, the uh, the list that I'm using, I'm going to do another list today, okay. um, kind of like the last list but this one is all about serial killers so kind of on theme with the movie exactly yes so i, okay. I decided to ch or i chose um this 
article, I guess, that just lists 50 facts about serial killers that are insanely fucked up. That's the title of this article okay. from the Thought Catalog. Are we reading all 50? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just going to choose a couple that were kind of like, wow. Okay. Gotcha. Let me see here. So this was written by January Nelson. And like does it say the January? published date? It's yep. a hell of a name. Yeah, I know. What a name. January Jan Nelson. January Nelson. Um, there's no published date. It just says updated September 26th of this year. So, I mean, okay. yeah. I, let's see. Again, that's from the thoughtcatalog.com. The very first one, I mean, I thought this was kind of kind of creepy. Pee Wee Gaskins, which uh, it says, all right, so Pee Wee Gaskins, most prolific serial killer in South Carolina, drove around in a hearse with no. a bumper sticker that read, I haul dead people. Oh, my God. Oh. Yep. Yep. He told people that he needed it to take the bodies of people he killed to his private cemetery. And then he had, yeah, said he uh, has now claimed to have killed between 100 to 110 people. You know, with our, you know, our police officers and, like, forensic scientists being so good, how the fuck do they get that many people underneath their belt of, well, like, killing them? The thing is, a lot of serial killers, especially after their incarceration bloat their numbers they end up saying like oh i actually killed this many and right this many. exactly ted bundy did the same thing so i mean he and ends up like oh they never found the bodies of all these people yeah or he'll some of them will take credit for kills that like they know aren't true right they'll, they'll, or they'll find out like actually no this wasn't you and but they'll still take credit for it right just because they're already there why not like yeah so i don't really i don't know if he actually wouldn't have killed 100 to 110 he probably just did that to seem more like Mm, I was so big and bad. Right, that's and they do make so a point to say he claimed to have killed yeah. between okay. 100 and 110. Okay, that that's, that makes more sense. <clears throat> right. Well, I mean, definitely creepy nonetheless. The oh, dude yeah, drove yeah. around in a hearse and with a bumper sticker, I haul dead people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going, fucked up. I'm not going to trust anyone who drives a hearse. My dad drives hearses. <laughs> I know, I'm not going <laughs> to trust your dad. <laughs> he has killed people, so. Yes. Well... <laughs> Militar. Militar. Oh, okay, yes. This is a pretty disturbing fact. This one's pretty fucked up. Uh-oh. Oh, what is happening? <laughs> I gotta um, bring this back up. In the John Wayne Gacy case. Oh, God, John Wayne Gacy. Yes. There were so many bodies crammed underneath the house that the bodies had melted together. <sighs> And the bones had to be sorted for more than two years to put together the full skeletons. What? They fucking melted together. Ew. Yeah. And like, the, the really fucked up thing is that he like he mainly likes killing and like raping and eating yes. kids and little boys and stuff. Yeah. It's fucked. They found so many body parts in his house and like and there, furniture made out they, of like people's skin and shit. Mm -hmm. You know what they never found? Any dicks. You know why? Because <laughs> he fucking ate them. That's so disgusting. <laughs> uh, so that's, weird. That's so disgusting. Very fucked. Yeah. Very fucked. Yeah, and like, <clears throat> to be fair, like, if, if, uh, if a carcass is, like, decaying or whatever, you're still not going to find a dick. <laughs> because there's no bone there. Yeah, so, I, I, so, I, I didn't want to, like, say anything. I was no, like, yeah. all right. No, it was it was on a comedy special that I saw where someone was talking about that, and they were like, they were like, they found all these damn body parts. You know what they never found? No dicks. <laughs> yeah, but because he was known for eating parts of his yeah. victims. That's so. I don't know nasty. if you. Yeah, it's a very fucked up case. 
Is that the one where he <clears throat> wrote a letter to the parents of one of the boys? Mm, I think that was Ed Gein. Oh. Yes, which um, there's some disturbing facts about him in here, too, but they're very long. And that is another, f- like, fucked up yeah. case to, to go into. I don't recommend anybody go <laughs> yeah. and look into these because, I mean... It's disturbing. Yeah, if you want to ruin your fucking night, go ahead, yeah. but I, I would rather not. Because Ed Gein was, like, into, like, self-mutilation and stuff, too before he became a serial killer, so, like, he would mutilate his own genitals and stuff. Right. That's disgusting and probably hurts really lot. Really lot. Really lot. Yes. Let me see here. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the Hillside Stranglers. Are you all familiar with them at all? I know the Tattletail Strangler. Different. (laughs) Totally different. This says, the Hillside Stranglers picked up a young woman to murder... And when they discovered that her father was Peter Lore, a legendary Hollywood character actor, hmm. um, I I hope I'm not butchering that name. Uh, is it Peter Lorre? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, a legendary Hollywood character yeah. actor, they let her go because they feared that killing a celebrity's daughter would bring too much attention to them. Wow. Yeah. So. Huh. Like, Imagine how, being like, that thank lucky. Thank God know, right? for her. I mean, yeah. terrible for everyone else that they fucking... Yeah. Which is so bad, because yeah, that's so like... Fucked. It's like, oh, like, poor people get to be killed, and then, like, <laughs> the rich people get yeah. to be like, oh... Yeah, but, I mean, at the same that time, think top about 1%, being her, yeah. though. I mean, yeah. having to live with, the, like... I don't know. I was You'd almost like, killed by these people, but because my dad is a famous actor, like, she, now I have to... Survivor's guilt. Yeah, yeah. survivor's guilt, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I can't imagine having to live with that. Mm-mm. Um... Fucking, uh, it's terrible. <clears throat> Be nice to be alive, though. Yes. Okay, this one, I actually didn't know this one. Okay. Jeffrey Dahmer, towards the end, uh, right before he got caught, yeah. had so many bodies in his apartment that he had ran out of room oh, to God. store them. So he stored one of uh, his victims in his bathtub, and uh, for the entire month before he was caught, he was showering in with, the, the, with the victim in the bathtub. Yeah, with the dead body in that bathtub. Imagine what that fucking apartment smelled like. Oh yeah, but I mean, why didn't he any, must have loved it. Why didn't any neighbors complain about the smell? Right. If he was in an apartment, I don't know. But I'm saying, like, imagine the cops that had to go and like investigate that. After that, they walk in and you just get. Dude, that yeah, is exactly why, like, I I could not become a cop. Like, okay. I don't mind, you know, doing the traffic stops and then I yeah, cool. Your your life is in danger and everything, but like. I couldn't go into someone's house and there'd be bodies like everywhere and yeah. blood everywhere. It's like I couldn't do that. Yeah, no. Especially like that. Yeah. No. That, that's fucking awful. Imagine that though. Taking a shower over a rotten corpse no. to get freshened up for the day and then go about your business like nothing is wrong. Do you think he would like wash the corpse? I mean, like play with it when he's in there and like yeah, it's like oh, like, like I wash, thought you meant <laughs> like wash the hair and like wash the skin. Uh, Maybe. I mean, that'd be so weird. I don't know. I I don't want to take a guess on that or even think no, about that because no. that's I, fucking I, weird. But I feel like he probably wouldn't have. Yeah, it's so weird. But it's even but, weirder than I mean, it's not weirder. But it kind of goes it's just as weird that he's taking a bath in a tub with a fucking corpse. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, this dude's just taking a shower. I mean, everything, if he's washing himself, I guess the soap's kind of washing the rotten corpse as well. <laughs> you would but, think that he'd have the smell of death on him at all times. Like, you think it would have, like, soaked into his clothes and stuff. Like, 
throughout the apartment. Because, I mean, if someone's, like, constantly getting his stuff dry cleaned, I don't know enough about the fine details of of Jeffrey Dahmer. I I would like to look into it a little bit more. I mean, not enough to fucking, to fuck my week up. Yeah. The only reason why I ask about that is because, like, if if someone is, like, a habitual smoker and, like, they smoke in their house and everything like that, their clothes smell like smoke. So, like, they go around, they smell like it. So you would think the smell of, the stench of death being all in his yeah. apartment enough to where he doesn't have any more room. So that means he literally has people in his closet. I mean, he was, yeah. he was, in a, I mean, he was very clean though. Mm. He was very cleanly. Which would, which goes completely so against having dead bodies in your house. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I know. know. I don't, I think that one might be a little false. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I maybe, don't know. maybe he had containers of dead bodies. Like dead bodies. Oh, no, no. Containers. He definitely had actual yeah. dead bodies in his apartment. Like, I know that much. Really? Yeah, like actual dead bodies. But, like, a clean person wouldn't want a rotting corpse on it. Like well, so couch. maybe he did clean Or them. maybe he wasn't, like, a clean freak, though, but he had to keep clean. Had to keep the whole place clean. Maybe he personally didn't want dirty things touching him, but... Well, I mean, he showered with I know, a rotten corpse. Yeah. But maybe in his mind that was okay because he's showering. Right. So, I don't but, like, know. That's so weird. Having to keep, like... Spraying chemicals and cleaning with chemicals yeah. to try and keep the smell down, like <clears throat> constantly washing his clothes. I guess I don't know, but um, I, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna butcher this name too. Doringel, Doringel, I don't know. Vargas killed and ate at least ten people, but he only ate men because he said their meat. What the fuck? He said their meat tasted better than women's. Oh, and he also would not eat fat people because. He said that they contained too much cholesterol. What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> well, so now... Hey, he was being healthy, okay? So it means that he did kill a woman at one point and eat her. Right. But then he, he was had like... To have. Yeah. Yep. To have made that distinction, like... like or had to have tasted a woman's Yeah. Meat. It was like, ah... Uh, this is actually pretty bad. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Perfume? <laughs> man, I just don't get it, man. All these people that want to kill and eat people. Oh, they're... It gets... It gets crazy. The fact I, that there are, like, legit cannibal communities nowadays, too, that, like... Cannibal communities? Yeah. Yes. What are you talking about? So, there are chat rooms that you can get to with the, the scary dark web. Yeah. Um, where they have websites of, like, diagrams of what slices of meat that you can eat off of a human. And what's the most tender, what's the best way to prepare and cook them. And then, you have ones where there are people who are willing victims. Yes, Exactly. That will like literally give their life to the cannibal because they want to be eaten. There's people who get off on this. I literally yeah. just read about a case the other day where this man was meeting up with um, a guy because he wanted to be castrated and eat his own testicles with <sighs> the guy. Oh my God, yeah. And it cut off his his dick, everything. It's so messed and up. And eat man. it, yeah. And then so basically. This guy, he comes... There's two different stories, right, of where this happens, um, where someone wants their genitals cut off and eaten yeah. and wants to be there while they eat them, while they're dying. Like, they want to bleed out and die and then let yeah. them eat the rest of their body. It's fucking awful. But these people willingly are like, I want you to kill me and eat my body. Yeah. That's so How fucking, fucking weird. weird is that? That that's your fucking fantasy? Nah. Not me. It's crazy. And then this guy... He got so okay. So then, this other case I just read about, right? It's this, uh, it's this couple. It's these two men, right? They're looking. They look for a, a victim okay. that wants to be killed, yeah. and for mm-hmm. them to eat their body, and wants to be fed his own no. genitals. Yeah, fucking crazy. No, the guy, um, 
He brings him over. This guy doesn't want to be killed. I don't believe. Um, but he still wants to be castrated. He wants to be castrated and wants to eat it. That's the whole thing, right? <sighs> so they cut it off. He starts bleeding out. And it's so fucked because they're they're just playing with it and everything. Yeah. And they cook it. And then they go to eat it. And they're like, oh, this is nothing like we thought it was going to be. <laughs> so then this they put him in the bathtub for him to like bleed out. And he's like, I need to go to the hospital. He's like, no, no hospitals. He's like, um honestly i could just kill you right here and then dump you in the woods and no one would find you like fucking weird Damn. shit and this guy's like no i think i think you need to take me to the hospital and he's like no i told you no hospitals and he's like i'm gonna fucking die take me to the hospital finally they take him to the hospital and drop him off the dude tells the cops everything yeah and uh so the guy he just got arrested and his like partner is gonna testify against him but like how fucking this like but evil technically <clears throat> right did that guy yes so he so he said some fucking weird shit like no i'm just i can kill you right now and dump you in the woods but technically he didn't and the guy wanted his well, nuts well, still mutilated so, no person. i know but but that guy wanted it to happen well, i don't think at so that let, point so at that say, point consent does matter um so that isn't what he was charged with he was charged, he was with, charged with the way he handled it after they cut off the testicle him yeah. bringing him into the bathroom was against his will, and that's what they were able to charge him with. Okay, that's good then. Yeah. So yeah. They, they had to find a different way to charge him because... I still wouldn't even think that consent would be an issue with that whenever you cut someone's genitals off. Bro, I, right, just, I, know. I just saw an article that um, in uh, Brooklyn, these two gangs had a shootout. One died, and a couple of them got shot and injured. Yep. And then the gang members were let go because it was a mutual... Fight. It's cra it's what fucking is, crazy. What is this? this the works. old West? Man. Apparently, but like, but like you they, can't fucking you can't go out and fucking fight somebody in your own front yard uh, and yeah, get away with it. Yeah, like, you can't fist fight. But in Brooklyn, you could do a shootout and put other people in danger and be let go because the gang members they're like, oh, well, I I I wanted, I yeah, wanted like, them oh, to well, shoot at me. Technically, yeah. it was consent. Like, yeah, what? So oh, stupid. No, like that's so dumb. If, if they're so if they're gonna do that shit in Brooklyn or in New York or anywhere, then they need to have designated shootout areas okay yeah you can't have like fucking just shooting up and like you can kill innocent people is there, is there gonna be anything on there about necrophiliacs um i actually think there might be because that's another thing there's communities of necrophiliacs on, on the dark web with the chat rooms that talked about going and digging up bodies out of yes. cemeteries and fucking them. that's disgusting that's disgusting and they have like guides of like best ways like best places to go best positions to be in stuff like that and it's people literally awful. like tell their own stories about times that yeah. they've done it it's it's fucking terrible. There, it's yeah. it's creepy. Okay, so moving on from this, uh, <laughs> lighten the mood a little bit with this next one. Yeah. In the seventies, there was a serial killer who was known for raping and killing women. Love it. <laughs> he went on a dating show. I fucking yes. know about this. He won the game show. Yes. The women ended up choosing him, but luckily she she canceled the date just before it happened. And then you can find you you can find a video of this dating show. Yeah. Um, on YouTube, super super fucking creepy. Yep. But he was known for raping and killing people, and he was on a dating show. One. And he that won, woman man. would have been yeah one of his victims. That's Oof. insane. Oof. Like you know, I remember seeing God. that, and I was like, dude, that's like a movie thing right there. That's a plot to a movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Could you imagine like finding out? The guy that you had a date with nah. was a raper and a killer? Good lord. 
Yeah, I know. Again, I don't know if there... I don't want to speculate. I don't... If there's some survivor's guilt there, too. Yeah. You know? It's just... It's terrible. Put people in some really shitty positions. I'd like to think it'd be more of like a, I'm grateful that we found out. Yeah, thank deal. God. Yeah. yeah. But then Maybe. you still would be like, but imagine all the people that he yeah. did do it to. Yeah. yeah and exactly. I like how you're like, to lighten the mood, you see, there was this rapid killer. Rapid <laughs> yeah. Killer. Uh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. That was definitely <laughs> not. A little facetious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sarcasm for sure. Okay. John Norman Collins used to pick up women on his motorcycle. Hmm. Um, and he would scatter their bodies. Oh. So he killed these women. He would scatter their bodies um, here and there, just all around, but they were always washed. He always what washed the their fuck? bodies before he dumped them. Yeah. And it turns out he only killed women that were on their period. What the What a fucking fuck? strange fact, right? How, how would he even know? Does he just ride around and be like, hey, girl, you on your yeah, period? Yeah, time of the month. <laughs> yeah, like pick up girls on his motorcycle if they're not on their period, just have sex with them and put them on their way, I guess. And then That's so weird. if they were on their period... He would fucking kill him. Was it like he was mad, like that they were on their period when they had sex or something? I, I guess I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't know much about this, but I yeah. do remember re hearing this before. That is so weird. Mm-hmm. Says also he was referred to as John Norman Collins during his trial, which he later changed his name, last name to Chapman because there was a lawyer in town whose name was John Collins, hmm. John Collins, and that was the only way to distinguish them. Weird. Hmm. Yep. So that's why they started calling him by his middle name. Well, shit. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dahmer didn't eat people with tattoos because he said the ink made their <laughs> yeah. flesh taste weird. Yeah. So did he also kill them? Dude, I'm just I not was, eat them. I would have like, been yeah. safe. Yeah. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'd have been safe. Hot damn! Or he just wouldn't have eaten my left arm. Yeah. You know. Well, no, he didn't eat anybody who had tattoos. Like, if the person had tattoos, he wouldn't eat that person at but, all. But like, would he still kill that person? That's the thing. Or did he only kill... I mean, it he says he didn't eat those people, so I imagine he... Do you think he would only have killed the people that he had an intend, intended to eat? Or was it still... I don't know. I think he's still... I think the people I'm, he would kill, and then he would see, oh, shit, maybe they had a tattoo, and then not eat them. I'm going to hope that it was just that he would see they had a tattoo and, like, not be interested. Yeah. That's so I fucked. Think, I, think yeah. If you had, I think if you had a tattoo visible... Yeah. Right. He might be just not be interested I need to all. finish my sleeve and then just get yeah, right. crazy motherfuckers <laughs> out there like that. Yeah, but then you'd get that person who would only kill and eat people with tattoos. <laughs> I like the ink. <laughs> oh, the BTK killer. The beat torture kill? Yeah. This says, I find it interesting that apparently the BTK killer installed alarms at several piece people's houses because of their fear of the BTK killer. What people he the didn't even hell? kill. Yeah. So he, wait, did he like work for that company that? Yeah, he installed alarms for What the, the fuck? That's interesting. Yep. So he knew how to turn them off and everything. But yeah, he but, didn't even but, go after them. Yeah, he was he was not wasn't even going after those people. But oh. he still installed those alarms. I don't know if he alarms. didn't go after any of them. But yeah, he yeah. still installed alarms for people who had a fear of the BTK killer. It's just the fact that like, oh, we're scared of this killer, and it's the killer himself that's installing the alarms for the killer in their house. Yeah, that that's scary. See, shit like that that's scarier than yeah. the movies that we've watched. <laughs> Can you imagine, again, being one of those people that he didn't attack, that that you yeah. find out who he is, right? And you're like, oh, shit, this guy installed my alarm system when I was afraid I of think the fucking BTK killer. That would probably give you nightmares, bro, because then you would yeah. you would remember his face and, like... Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah we, like, I know y'all remember um, 
we had our own little killer running around, Bobby yeah. Boyette. Billy. Billy Boyette. Billy Boyette, whatever. It's like close enough. But, like, <laughs> he was, he was like, I remember hearing that he was, like, pretty, he was in Baghdad, like, really close to my work. Yeah. I fucking locked the doors, and I was like, if somebody walks up to the door and knocks on it, I'll let him in, but I'm locking it right back. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that was some scary shit. Yeah. I mean, because he killed... Was it one of the, or two of the girls in the hotel that's right there mm-hmm. in town? Uh, I think it was two in the hotel. Yeah. I, may, I believe it was two in the hotel. Mm. Um, did he kill? How many people did it end up being? Was it four? Something like that. Because he ended up killing a woman when he, when he stole her car. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he killed another woman separate from that. Yeah. And now I don't know if, if I think the it hotel was, only, was... I think it was four. One or two. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> uh, ultimately, he ended up committing suicide when the cops uh, yeah. had surrounded him. Not surprising. Yeah, I know. Fucking, uh, crazy. Give us another fact. Okay, H. H. Holmes mm-hmm. built a murder castle. Ah. Yeah. So they wrote a book about him, uh, the Devil in the White City, and oh. there's a series That's in a the works name. about it in Hulu. Oh, okay. He confessed to 27 murders, uh. though it could have been higher. Uh, Authorities say it may have only been nine, anywhere from nine to twenty-seven. Um, That's why it's so complicated when they give numbers. They're like, "I killed this many," but right, like there's only this many confirmed. But he claims this many could be higher, could be lower. Like, right. But this guy yeah. paid so much money to build this this castle. He built it just to torture and kill people. What the fuck? Like it was literally like a dungeon. They do torture and kill people. Yep. Like, do you, like, imagine being like the 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 engineer working on that project, <laughs> and you're like, "What's what's these secret rooms for?" And he goes, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> like, oh, okay. I'm not paying you to ask questions. Yeah. Good uh, God. Uh, okay. Let me castle. see. Ted Bundy declined his last meal. I know. I mean, that's just a random like a trivia fact. I wonder why. Yeah, me too. Because guess he wasn't hungry. I know that, I mean, maybe he was fasting because he found religion, by the way, before he died. Yeah. He claims to have. Right. I'm hungry for freedom. Another fun fact, he was caught 30 minutes from here yep. yeah, in Pensacola. He was. he was caught here in Pensacola. Yep. That's insane. Which, um, oh God, who else was arrested here? Um, I can't think of his name. Uh. Another situation like this? No, no, no. Not a serial oh. killer. Not a serial killer <laughs> I think by you're, any means. I think you're talking the Tiger about King. Tiger King. Yeah. Yep. Was oh, also shit. caught in yeah, Gulf yeah. Breeze, which is yeah. uh, which is in our county. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. A lot of stuff happens here. Ted yeah. Bundy of all so people was caught here. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of Fucking a cool fact, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though I mean it's fucked up that it's Ted Bundy, but it's yeah. like very true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna keep on the Ted Bundy um, track right here. So Ted Bundy was actively involved in politics, and there was talk that he may one day become the governor of Washington. Nice. What? Yeah. That's probably why he was so uh, willing to be his own lawyer. Yeah. Right. And that's also just, you know, shows you that politicians are fucking evil. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, yeah, the evil people could become politicians, and yeah, there's a lot of politicians that are absolutely... Um, possibly evil. I won't give my uh, my opinion on that. I guess. Well, it's funny because he was very influential whenever it came to people that saw him. He had a silver tongue. Yeah, everyone thought he was very charming. Mm-hmm. There were girls that were watching the trial that were like, I don't think he could They were in love done. with him. Yeah. They were like, no, he's very attractive. I think he's very charming. There's no way that he would have done all this stuff. 
Yeah, exactly. And it was like, just because you think he's attractive, you don't think he could be a killer? Right. He, okay. <laughs> he actually confessed to his, uh, his original lawyer um, mm-hmm. that he had killed over 100 people, like we were saying about yeah. trying to fluff the numbers. But, I mean, I mean, he was charged with 30 counts of murder. So, yeah. like, at least 30 people. But, yeah, definitely. Possibly a, fluffing all of those numbers. But And when you see the details to some of those murders, man, like, yeah. the stuff that he was capable of doing to these girls. And, and then just going about his business. Yeah. Fucking awful. Because he was still, like, he claimed he was still in love with the with the one woman. Yes. That he never hurt or never did anything to. Um, that he ended up living with and stuff. Yeah, he lived like a totally separate life outside of that. Yeah. So it's... So weird. It's like a kind of a split personality thing where you're this person with her, you know, you're, you're Dr. Jekyll and then you're Mr. Hyde when you go and rape and murder these people. Like... Right. That's awful. Yeah, it's definitely awful. Um, so I wanted to get back to Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Ed Gein. There we go. Ed Gein... So, kind of weird. We talked about him earlier, and we talked about uh, Psycho earlier. Yeah. It says, Ed Gein's desire to become his mother is actually what inspired Norman, Norman Bates. Bates. Yep, for the, uh, from the novel Psych- Psycho, so which weird. became Alfred Hitchcock's film. Uh, his house, full of skin and bones, inspired yeah. Leatherface. Yep. And his, beha- his behavior from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep. Massacre. I and think then, okay, he was the one that did the the furniture out of the bones and skin, not um, John Wayne Gacy. Unless maybe they both did, but I think I, I think Ed Gein was. I more know well Ed known Gein. For it. Yeah, yeah, did. I don't. I don't know if we did mix those up or not. Man, I don't know. Um, but it, then also, his overall desire to become a woman inspired Buffalo Bill from Silence of the oh, Lambs. So okay. he literally, uh, Psycho. Yep. Uh, Texas, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre. Massacre and Silence of the Lambs. That's insane. They were inspired by him. Yeah. Which, uh, one Which thing, I kind of hate to say inspired by I him. Know. One thing about John Wayne Gacy, though, was he loved to dress up like a clown. Yep. Yeah, fucking weird. He was known for doing, like, children's birthday parties as a clown. So. Hmm. Absolutely weird. Could have weird. Been kind of an inspiration for It or mm-hmm. even the American Horror Story clown that was uh, in right. the one season. Yeah. Well, um, I, I kind of wanted to mm-hmm. mention this one just because of something I'd seen the other day. Okay. Yeah. This says Joel Rifkin was just driving around casually with a decomposing corpse in his pickup truck. What? The? He was stopped due to the missing license plate, <laughs> and he remarked about how it's always the 25 cent part that gets you. Something to that effect. What? But the? they had no idea that the corpse was in his. He's like, man, it's always the 25 cent part that gets you uh, pulled over. But, yep. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. And the reason I wanted to read this one was because I just read the other day uh, here in Florida, a man, I believe he was 53, I want to say he was 53, Mm -hmm. killed his wife at his house, then drug her to the bedroom, Mm. put her in bed, slept next to her, cuddled up to her for the night, woke up early in the morning, put her in her pickup truck, her Silverado, drove her to Walmart, and then like talked to her dead body for a couple for a little bit for a couple hours got out left her body in the truck went in and talked to a manager and said something's there's an emergency with my wife outside and the, so what? they called the authorities they came finally he, he just confessed to the police that yeah i killed her slept with her body cuddled her overnight brought her into her pickup truck and drove her to walmart but and then left her body in the pickup truck that's so weird yeah and that just happened so it's just like what is going through these people's minds where not only do they do it, but then 
they end up coming to some kind of sense where they need to go and tell somebody. Right. I don't think they have. I don't think they're in the right mind. They're, yeah. They're it, definitely crazy. They're definitely crazy. That's what kind of what kills me about like the insanity defense is like obviously you're fucking crazy to commit these yeah heinous acts, but it doesn't matter. You should it doesn't still excuse it. Yeah, exactly. You should absolutely be fucking like, kept away from society. Yeah. Yeah. But the question is, do they go to prison or do they go to these these um, mental, mental, mental institutions? Yeah, that, I guess because unfortunately like, there are some people who plead like to be insane mm-hmm. and end up yeah. getting away with it. Depending on the court system, there's a lot of people who can yeah. see you know, right through that shit. What's, what's funny, it is really, really hard yeah. to to be get a uh, um, an insanity thing mm-hmm. because, you know... Um, with all the psychologists around here and like in, in America, you know, they do their job very well. They exactly. can tell if you're crazy or not. Um, also, like it, it's kind of worse if you plead insanity, to mm-hmm. be honest, because like, let's say if you kill somebody, you get a 20 year sentence. Most of the time, like because I was watching a um, documentary not that long ago about people trying to commit. Um, Oh yeah, uh, the what if documentary insanity. on that, yeah. And then um like like if you get pleaded insanity, like it's so hard to get out. Right. Mm-hmm. So like if you would have spent like 10 15 years in prison, you'd spend longer than that probably in a uh, fucking insane asylum. Yeah, I think I think it's more for knowing that you're like most likely you're getting life in yeah. prison or the death penalty it's more of a way to avoid the death penalty if you're truly insane they're thinking you need to be watched until you die basically right yeah yeah because like, yeah. like the the guy who the kid who shot up god what school was columbine that? is that I what you're thinking I think of it was columbine yeah the one that you know is listening to freaking like cheerful music mm-hmm. while he's yeah, killing that was kids columbine. and everything yep um he tried to plead insanity yes he did and um, they they caught him for that mm-hmm Yep, they knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a there was a recent one too that did the same thing. That they, I mean, they could tell he wasn't actually crazy. He tried yeah. to plead that he was insane, and then in one of the doctor's offices, he is like totally fine. Looks mm-hmm. up and makes eye contact with the camera, and once he realizes there's a camera, he starts like twitching and acting like he's crazy. And yeah, they can pick up on these things. Now, there's a lot of people who are like Ted Bundy, who are very yeah. charm, like they know how to do things. That can kind of slip through the cracks, but like you said, I mean, it's definitely not a way to live, but it's it's more mm-hmm. to like avoid death penalty. Whenever you're life in prison. truly insane, you're not intentionally evil by doing these things because if you are truly insane, you're just doing things. I don't think you're actually really in control of your actions. Well, yeah, it, it, yeah depending on like, I don't know, because like if you if you're unable to ha- if if you don't have any kind of empathy whatsoever, like you are incapable of it right you don't feel bad for anybody else you can't understand any other anyone else's pain or anything like that if you're truly psychotic let's well, like say how they say with uh in the movie that we literally yeah, just yeah. watched in halloween let's say you uh you have schizophrenia or something like that you have voices in your head or maybe you have a situation where you have did and you're all these different people right you know you yourself are not really there there's not a real like you there. You're just a being that is acting fucking crazy. So with Ted Bundy, you've got someone who is capable of acting normal. Right, exactly. Not someone and who chooses is, to yes. do these things. But I mean, obviously they're fucking 
they're crazy yeah, because yeah. they're because they're able to do these things yeah. but not in the cl- like clinical clinical sense that would get you like I, I don't even want to say a lesser sentence you're not, but you're avoid the death who, penalty by getting that I, I think of, if you were truly crazy you're incapable of caring for yourself Ted Bundy was not one of those people Right. Ted Bundy could, well, I wouldn't say could, like truly crazy, but, but yeah, yeah, by like, what they would go off of. Yeah. Like if you're someone who needs to go to a penitentiary, it's because you need to be cared for for the rest of your life. Like you mean, what you mean, like an asylum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. like a situation where you 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 never shower because you you never really think about it because you're too busy being crazy. <laughs> um, you know, you you might not eat very often or something like that because you don't even think about doing it. They need they they do that to keep you alive there basically right exactly. But Ted Bundy was fully yeah. capable of living De- a normal life. Depends because there's different types of crazy. Yeah, yeah right. Because exactly. like I mean I, I I almost guarantee you there's been some people out there um, that let's say someone killed their wife or husband or whatever, mm-hmm. but then like sat them at the dinner table and like would <clears> cook <throat> for them and yeah. cook for themselves and cook for them. Right. Like some people like. Like crazy's weird, dude. It's like well, your brain the, just doesn't work. Well, that's the thing right. about mental that's illness. Saying, it's like, not like one thing or another. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. you are. It's not black and white. There's so many yeah. different yeah. illnesses that that yes, like you would be mentally ill yeah. in a way that almost you can't help. It like there's people that just cannot function mm-hmm. at all, and I think that's what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah. But like as far as crazy goes, there's definitely a lot of people who are like functioning adults that choose to do fucking heinous things i would consider that crazy, more but evil just fucking too evil. because exactly choosing to do these things mm-hmm. right that yeah. like regardless of mm-hmm. being like mentally ill and yeah. literally being unable to to like live your own life that's because two different things if you understand that what you're doing is wrong and you're choosing choosing to do it anyway that's different yeah. than being right. ignorant to the fact that what you're doing is wrong yeah I mean, I know there is a lot of mental things to where, like, uh, you, you can't understand the, the difference between right and wrong, good and yeah. evil. But you should be able to, you should have the mental capability of listening to society. And society says killing people is wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So even though you yourself, like, well, I don't see what's so bad about it. <laughs> and then, but like, society goes, no, don't do that. It's wrong. Mm-hmm. You should be like, okay, well, I shouldn't do that because it's wrong. Yeah. Well, we're about to be going on two hours, so yeah. depending <laughs> on how many more facts you got. I, uh, I think I'm just going to wrap it up with... Oh, well, actually, longer than two hours because of the stories beforehand. Yeah, so we're going to have to cut a lot of this out. Yeah, <laughs> which we do have... We have some that we're just kind of, like, bullshitting around. Um, I don't know how to say this guy's name once okay. again. Yosef or Joseph... Mm-hmm. Uh, Mangeli. So very close to what you just said. <laughs> Uh, was nicknamed the Angel of Death. Oh. He was awarded for bravery when he jumped into a burning tank to pull out a wounded soldier. Oh. Yep. And then it just goes on to say that I always found that interesting how you could risk your life to save someone and then spend the rest of it torturing and slaughtering people. Yeah. That hmm. is crazy. Um. I guess maybe that could be contributed to the PTSD from being in a war where you end up going crazy or some shit. Possibly. Maybe. Yeah, I guess but it just, like, case by case depends. Yeah. It, it, mental illness is something, like, we don't have a grasp on it. Yeah. We don't understand mm-hmm. everything. And we won't for a very long time. Yeah. It is what it is. But, like, fucking evil people, yep. just, I mean, you can't just let them do what they want. Mm-mm. 
Um, okay, I lied. One last one because okay. Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, okay. Jeffrey Dahmer tried to make sex zombies out of some of his victims <sighs> by drilling holes in their heads while they were alive and pouring acid into the holes. So, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm glad I know this now. Yep, just to <laughs> leave this on a lighthearted note. Oh, lighthearted my ass. Drill holes in their head and pour acid into it. Acid. Dude, that would hurt, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your brain itself well, doesn't yeah. feel it, but... Yeah, because we, we don't know if there's, like, pain receptors in our brains. But, like, think about it. If he drills right. a hole into your forehead, your forehead's going to be in a lot of pain. That's true. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're live. And That's then the true. acid that is pouring all around and oh, into God. it. Well, you better use a fucking funnel. <laughs> he better be cleanly. <laughs> yeah, like, I, like no, like motherfucker. Better not spill that anywhere else. <laughs> you better not get acid on my forehead, bro. <laughs> oh my god, these yeah, are expensive I'm sure clothes. That's what they I would be worried about. Yeah, but God, that's so awful. Yeah, yeah. I figured y'all would get a kick out of that. Yeah. <sighs> well, that Oof. was not quite fun reading those but i <laughs> hope those disturbed the fuck out of you yeah and Distur anybody who's listening they Dis definitely disturbed me disturbed me a lot more than the movie did yeah for yeah. real well like, hopefully like five times this was a fun more. episode though yeah. it was fun watching the movie we got to like make fun of certain things yep. certain things were enjoyable yeah we'll get to talk about how much better nice. the the modern take of <laughs> halloween is gonna be how much better every other movie that we watch well it's <laughs> gonna be so, I mean, I, I think, you know, we're going to have more fun on the next episode, in my opinion, I think. I think so, too. Like, this was fun doing all of this, but the movie wasn't just, yeah. like, breathtaking. Yeah. Well, Those facts were pretty good, though. Those yeah. reviews were long. You're breathtaking. Long. Oh, my God. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I guess that was one hell of an episode. For sure. I think we have to call it quits now yeah. and uh, let everybody go to sleep. Yeah, this was if a, you can, this was a an, a very long yeah, episode. I hope that all of these serial codes we were just talking about aren't sitting outside your window, <laughs> just waiting for you to go Betty bye. Remember probably. that fact from last yeah. episode? <laughs> they probably are. Just just do a um, a ring of salt around your around your bed, and you'll be okay. I don't right. think that keeps away serial yeah, killers, yeah, serial, bro. Serial killers don't like salt. No, bro. You just got got to get rid of all the milk and cereal in your house. Oh, serial killers! Oh <laughs> then you have nothing to draw them in. Well, with that, I'm gonna have to bid everybody good night. This has been James. I'm Brandon. And I'm Jason. Stay spooky.